What is happening? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Today's podcast is brought to you by uh, Stamps.com. Listen. And, and Stamps. House Vanilla Chai. Um, fucking stamping. How fast hey, can you stamp? Out. Stamp it. Look, I'm all about, like, mailing stuff from the comfort of your own home. But this yeah. podcast is not sponsored by Stamps.com. But we Let can know. be. Not with that attitude, certainly. Yeah, I, actually, I Josh, I, I, I really, I really need this. So, like, uh, <laughs> I, like I'm, not, I'm not getting as much hours at, at work, and, and you know, the drop shipping thing. Like, I, I understand it. I get into it, but like, this, this is all I have right now. So, like, can we, can we just, can, I mean, giving them free. We didn't get any cut. You're giving them free advertisement. Okay. Well, um, certainly Ray we can all agree. Skillshare. Stamps.com. Or VPN. <laughs> yeah. Red Lobster. We should just go ahead and play Ray Shadow Legends since guys, know, we're already guys, like, guys, is it Toyota Truck Month yet? <laughs> it's always Toyota it's Truck Month. Month. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna do the opposite. This pro- this this podcast is not brought to you by GoDaddy. Fuck GoDaddy. Don't use <laughs> GoDaddy as stuff. Oh, All my homies. Remember those, remember those ads? Those, Go, those GoDaddy ads that were like porn on TV? They were like, yeah, no, weirdly. I never understood that. It's like they, they're selling um, websites. Why They have just yeah. these weirdly provocative Super Bowl ads for no reason. No idea. No <laughs> I got love burning bridges. They knew what they were doing. We're still talking I mean, about it. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> it, it was a good ad campaign. That guy's like, oh yeah. Oh those yeah. NASCAR ones. How do I remember that so vividly? As soon as you said that, like, like no introduction needed. Like, what the NASCAR one? My no, my eight-year-old mind just remembered titties on screen. Like, of course, (laughs) we were we were the true target audience. Every man, like right right now, they'll be confused. But in a few years, they'll be thinking of us. Just you wait. Uh, The mid two thousand. I'm pretty sure they might. They got like a generation hooked on porn that way. Just like (laughs) it was all go online. Go to this website. You like what you see? (laughs) This is this is the rise Uh, of the Sims. Y'all probably know Daddy's fault. The voices. So, um, it's me, Josh. We'll be back with this podcast. The only difference is I have two co-hosts. Uh, my co-hosts are Arnella. Hello. Hey, yeah. And Jared. What's up? Alright, these two are they're basically like cake team. Like this is we are like uh cake and art. This is us. This is the podcast. Uh, we also have some special guests for you guys. Uh three actually. So we got Red, my man Red. Say what's up to the people. Hey, what's up, y'all? Red. Hey, that's Red. We have <laughs> Micah. I'm Micah. It's me. This is Micah. That's and my voice. We have Archie. Hello, my name is Archie. I have no short term memory. I have severe PTSD, and I'm selling a tank cream. Nice to meet you. Glad to be here. Everyone say hi. I love that. Everyone say hi. I feel Archie. like my direction is Special guest appearance uh, by the childhood friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're going to start back. This is on me. We're going to start back being more consistent. So uh, new episodes every Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, we're back on it. I'm back 
on it. And honestly, I feel great. Just had Starbucks for the first time in my life, like a few days ago. And I sincerely don't believe that. I get it now. Like, I get it. I see the lines. I would just be like, you know, people just lined up for coffee, but I, <laughs> I get it. So you're telling me you've gone almost 23 great. years, almost 20. What did you years. order? never having starbucks before Actually, i didn't necessarily go to starbucks but you bought those gas station things right yeah yeah no he, he can't even claim having like me going to starbucks yeah, you can't oh. say you've gone to starbucks at that logo is on serious? the bottle no no you have to actually go to starbucks that's why <laughs> he like... just got the freezer brand coffee if you drink in arizona did you actually go to arizona Taste buds went to yo, bro. Yo, bro. No oh, one's on God. this, bro. Some big brain in my podcast. Whoa. <laughs> Don't hurt him, G. Hey, man. What have y'all been up to? My like, nuts uh, smell a little bit, but not that much. You know. So. Yeah, so um, it's hurricane so, uh, season. <laughs> it, it's, it's hurricane season, and. Uh, <laughs> I think, first of all, uh, we need to address the elephant in the room that um, we've only got about a century left for uh, we're underwater. Yeah. Yeah. Not my problem. I mean, well, he, Not I my problem. Houston probably. <laughs> but, yeah. I might have to intervene. Alveston is kind of underwater right now. All right, Kanye. <laughs> I mean, rip Houstonians, yeah. but I'm built different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're about to get a hurricane, ain't we? Like tomorrow, tomorrow or something. To like team every, every like day, check the hours. check the news. Said that last time. Okay. I woke up the. Sunshine. Do you think we're we're past the runaway point in climate uh, wise? Oh, certainly. Oh, they're trying to I, make I read, uh, I read changes. I, read, I think I it's yesterday. I think no, coronavirus was was Earth trying to make a change. <laughs> Y'all don't know how to act. I'm taking this fucker down. <laughs> like we, you know what? We are the virus. You know what? <laughs> Y'all don't know how to act. And y'all, this sucks. I, so, yeah, one job. I'm taking away y'all's fun. All right, y'all gonna get this back when you when you know how to treat treat this shit right. All right. Yeah. I read. I, that's I read are, that's delicious though. Um, hum, humanity has caught in the past fifty years. Uh, two thirds of Earth species have gone extinct just in the past fifty years. Like the biodiversity of the planet is just at an increasingly rapid rate, just collapsing, which is fun. Yeah. Oh, we eat after everything's gone. That's why I question like the, Plankton. the drowning. Plankton. Like, that's what, that's your, that's not even that's your question. What, will what are we going to eat? eat? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going to be hungry. When everything's I'm gone. Like, bro, I'm fucking starving. Start that's such a that's such a, <laughs> a, a human take. It's like, how will I fulfill my three basic earthly needs of of uh, food, housing, and um and, and sex? How we will might I fulfill these we needs? might wipe out all the animals, but we'll still have uh Spotify. So, <laughs> like, eh, you know, is that sex bad? Will be okay? To Spotify. Yeah, but you won't be able to shower. Um, it's gonna be all dusty. Yeah, you could just find some really moist soil, you know, just comp- push it together, you know. <laughs> earthy, yeah, nice earthy yeah, smell. Like California on is on fire, and it's like, they uh, just passed a law, right, to, um, like, in 2025, um, something about the cars, right? Like, all the cars are going to have to, or I think all the trucks 
as zero yeah. emissions, but they, it's like they yeah. tried that in the nineties. In yes, like ninety five or ninety six, they had a bill passing in California where they're gonna have like you need to be like eighty percent no like um zero emission on their cars. Started um the quickest electric car race with all car manufacturers. They've made one and it worked well, and they realized we can make money off this car, so they shut it all down. And they made the California government stop the law. And they did. Yeah. And that all happened before we were born. Because it wasn't profitable. It's well, like, I remember the, the, uh, one of the central points, plot points from, like, Speed Racer was, like, the, the engine um, auto companies. No, I'm serious. Like, the auto companies have too much control over the kind of engines and uh, fuel standards we use. And I was like, that's pretty pretty woke for an, um, an anime from, like, 1960. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was genuinely not expecting that from from according to Speed Racer. That was a really good point. Like, and honestly, I didn't even think about like the big business. But I was just think about um like on like the ground level how difficult it is for people to you know, like get used to new change. You know, like even like the whole straws thing. You know, like people like they they at Starbucks for instance, like they wanted to switch to paper straws or something that wouldn't kill turtles as worse or like metal straws yeah. or something. But, like. Everybody was just like, nah. Like, it was a week of that, and then it was like, now nah, we're going back to the old thing, you know? You know what I hate about that? Just don't use a straw. It's a cup. Just sit there yeah. like any other one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Starbucks came out with a new lid that's like pretty much the same. As, but it, like, doesn't, those it doesn't simulate fellatio, Jared. That's <laughs> why they have the straw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's straws are their, their emergency induction. All of the mouth pleasure and, and none of the fake personality. <laughs> How can I fulfill my Freudian need to suck penis? <laughs> oh, yeah. As designated by psychology itself. So, hold on. That's like, did y'all hear what he just said? There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff being faded around. Hey, you don't come back to that, bro. I'll remember that. <laughs> Jeez. Something needs to be unearthed there. There's something there. Yeah, we I mean, if you think about, about that, like... like like the root of psychology as it affects our daily lives, a lot of people don't consider um, that like a solid school of science. Like, I want to say, like, you know, it's a lot of the, the normie people. They don't consider a lot of schools of science as relevant to their lives. So the scum? So you just don't see a lot of people con- like considering mental health as something that's important to uh, care about, whether for themselves or others. Like, why does mental health need to be funded in this country when I can take care of myself? Or like, if someone has like an actual mental like illness, like say psychosis or something, they're like, well, they should just be able to take care of that on their on their own. Like, why can't they just overcome that by themselves? I don't need to like my taxes don't need to go towards. Uh, providing that kind of health for people and they should just be able to you know take care of themselves that's really is a part of the culture that, too like yeah. the fucking yeah. um yeah. selfishness at, <laughs> no empathy it, especially like in this yeah, day and age honestly no honestly like whenever i i see like i have two definitions like mental health like somebody who seriously has anxiety and who has like severe depression that's had medication for years and years mm-hmm. but also there's also like a for lack of a better word, like a social justice type of person who's like, takes too many personal days, you know, and it's just like, I, I can't reply to this text I'm having, you know, like it's, it's, it's all, it's all very like minimal, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, just, just fucking reply to the text. But at the same time, that, that kind of like behavior that facilitates that exact, like, oh, you don't need to worry about mental health. So it's, yeah. it's this, it's, it's like, this, a cycle. like, yeah, it's, it's this weird, like back and forth, like this overcorrection. 
of of um and i but there's a lot of things right now that's going like that that we feel like with that back and forth type of thing you know there's mm -hmm. like with mental health there's race there's um masks exactly jesus like we were talking about that earlier first of all people a lot of people and especially people right now that are in high positions they have a lack of empathy like the president mm -hmm. himself has a lack of, he's, he's apathetic he might even be a sociopath he absolutely yeah. is completely unaffected like by any like anyone suffering and no right. one finds that alarming like he he's supposed to like listen to the people and like you know I'll be, I'll be, be right the back. be the leader of the huh be right back y'all keep going back it's right. gone i feel well, like after like oh sorry <laughs> that's a really we don't that's only here no other developed country like doesn't have like an interest of the people like that like that's only that's only us who don't really feel the need to take care of ourselves because we've like had it in our mind that somehow that's like cheating or it's not it's not honest to like have social programs well it's because it goes against the american dream mm -hmm. yeah personal, so personal dream responsibility personal that's responsibility another, exactly that's, that's, that's the buzzword the American dream to live paycheck to paycheck while you're just consuming and and consume being taxed yeah. to dream, fucking hell. The American yeah, dream is that if you live paycheck to paycheck being taxed hell, it's your fault. You didn't try. You didn't work hard enough. Yeah, that's the American dream. But the American if dream is like so swayed in like foreign countries, bro. Like that's yeah. why you see so many people immigrating from like Mexico and uh, Central America is because they're looking for that American dream that doesn't exist. Yeah. Like it's that's so, the biggest con like, America ever pulled on the world was that yeah fact, like that, that it's so amazing to be in America that it's the greatest place to be that you'll one hundred percent be rich if you do it and it's like yeah, it never they started like that, that when when they started the country and then they just kind of kept it around cause, the cause best like, advertising uh, said they had to sell network. this land somehow <laughs> this Louisiana purchase ain't gonna fill itself <laughs> <laughs> like fuck <laughs> what are we gonna do we with need to make our money back bro. <laughs> <laughs> we paid a whole million that. dollars. <laughs> can't believe I bought that. Fuck. The <laughs> <laughs> penny they grew. <laughs> Bro, they got too wasted off of off of fucking hop Moon, beer. Moonshine. <laughs> Room temperature moonshine. <laughs> yeah, bro, that's fucking disgusting. That, that sounds like it would hurt. It probably it does. you do know their lifestyle they were eating like spoiled biscuits and stuff <laughs> yeah they were hardcore and like i was, jerky, like, I was like weeks old all they had was oatmeal the fucking quaker oats guy this one time in high school i was at my buddy's house and he had this room temperature like jar of uh, moonshine out and i just opened oh, it up know? Yeah, like dude's nuts, but I opened it up and smelled smelled it, and it smelled like a bottle of alcohol fucked another bottle of alcohol. Like it was so <laughs> strong, like actual rubbing alcohol. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. that's it basically puts what stank it is. up in that one. You can probably put that on a wound, and it would like clean it. <laughs> I'm sure, like, because it was back in those days when there's no such thing as like putting somebody out, you know, like for surgery. So it's just like you know what, chug <laughs> this whole bottle. 
and we'll we'll let you know how how it happens. You might have he, you if, might yeah. you might lose you know you might be losing a limb or you might just not wake up. He, Either way, you'll be drunk, so it's okay. For the hospital, like you know, way back, and had to have been like the scariest fucking thing, bro. Yeah, like Civil War era hospitals. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like I can't. Yeah. You take, a, you take a bullet the size of, like, a marble, and you have to lose your entire arm. Yeah, because like, it, it was choose. It was, you shot, you, you, either you die from the infection of the, of the wound, or we cut it off, and maybe you live. Those are your two maybe. options. So you, I, guess, I guess I'll take the maybe. <laughs> Death waiting room. It's like you go in, you know, hey, I don't know, Doc, am I going to survive? <laughs> I, don't I, don't know. Know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on <laughs> in there. Uh, good luck. <laughs> I mean, yeah. even as we know it, the modern hospital has only really existed for the past maybe, like, half century or so because like well actually i want to say um post-world war ii era because like cpr was only invented after world war ii i believe right and like a lot of other uh, medical practices we know nowadays like you know uh mris uh, cat scans all you know all these different technological innovations um when it comes to helping people because even uh like as close back as the 70s we were still doing lobotomies on people we just you know that, that's how you fix somebody's brain like i know one of the kennedys um <laughs> one of the kennedys was lobotomized because they just, here that? he comes <laughs> yeah, I'm back. Um, i actually read oh, it i heard that i thought the kennedys did that uh didn't they do that intentionally though because you want to get wrong with her and they were trying to they there wasn't really much I, wrong with her yeah. but they had heard about the treatment and it was like a popular thing back then yeah so they thought that it would help like quell the, her like her madness. angst her like madness. A her anxiety and or whatever they just turned that bitch into a vegetable basically she's still alive i believe as well that's she's crazy hidden away somewhere by the kennedy family she's on the kennedy island in the, in the bermudas <laughs> jesus is that is that like the last Kennedy that's alive? No, because all of them. There's a lot of them no. left. Oh, okay. Yeah, one, one of them like just lost to the Kennedys. <laughs> one of them just lost an election in Massachusetts, which is actually the yeah. first time a Kennedy ever has lost an election in Mass. Uh, so, what do they call them? American American royalty or the American that, like family? Them and the Rockefellers. That, that shit just don't sound right. Well, it's because it's because the the white dream is to be royalty, basically. I I, I want to say without getting too like controversial, touching the subject of race, it's like you, you see that that's right, um, King. That idea of of white royalty come from Europe, because you know when when the settlers came here, they were all Puritans or like religious expats or just company men working for like the East India Company or something. Um, so. That well, I idea. Remember just like religious nuts. Yeah, basically. So the idea of white royalty here. No, no, no. Like, uh, the um, first pilgrims. Settlers. Yeah, the settlers. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, they were straight up like religious psychopaths. They were mm-hmm. straight up cults. And like yeah, what yeah. kingdoms really did was they banished them from Europe. It wasn't, oh, fuck this, we're going to leave. Oh. They were like, bro, y'all have to go. Y'all got to <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like, you guys are way too strict on this stuff. Like, you're, you yeah. got to Y'all got to go. How did that idea? Because I'm not too well versed on history. How did that idea go against the um, like clash against the you know like fuck the fuck the British royalty? You know, like whenever like in 1776, whenever they were like uh, establishing um, like did that royalties thing like play into that? 
Well, the thing who is, I think it's more like a subconscious thing. Yeah, who told the, the story? It was the Americans. They were the they were the winners. The story is told. Well, yeah. actually, the, the that, ones that got kicked out are the ones that made the history, history here. Isn't told, but that, but that even that statement isn't exactly true. History isn't really told by the victors. It's told by the survivors. So sure. you know, when we have the uh, the settlers after they won the uh, Revolutionary War, they got to say whatever they wanted about the king, about the outrageous taxes and. Um, what is it? Our second um, amendment, or not the second amendment? I'm sorry. The uh, what is it? The fourth amendment? Or like soldiers can't stay in your house? It's yeah. like that's in yeah. our constitution. It's like what does that have to do with anything? But that was like a, one of the realities of their life was soldiers like forcing themselves. They got they got together and they're like, man, I'm tired of these. I'm tired of getting cucked by these soldiers, man. <laughs> Brad needs to get out of my house right now. I'm right to law. When that's I what really happened. They keep they keep that's forcing really happened, strong, muscular, horny men to stay in my wife's sleeping quarters. Are you serious? <laughs> in front of my salad, in front of my kids. This is this is George Washington speaking. This is George. Washington. Georgie speaking. Feet on the couch. Hey, you got any Snapple? Where's your wife? <laughs> got any Stand- for me? He's standing in the he's standing in the kitchen so- eating all the cherries, butt naked. <laughs> I was um. Hey, kind of I was looking at the. Bro, y'all got some milk. <laughs> I was looking at the uh, the living candies. Do you know that hat? Like like there's like three branches. You have the candy branch. You have the Schwarzenegger branch, and you have the Cuomo branch. What? The the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, related, is yeah. also like like his children are related to the Kennedys, and all Schwarzenegger and, married relative to the Kennedys. So their I think kids, it was his, son, are his son married oh, one of the Kennedys. Badass. That's fucking that's bad. Crazy. Yeah, that, that warps my mind to think about. Kennedy. Yeah, I want Patrick Schreiber Schwarzenegger. I want to touch, touch on Schwarzenegger because he's such an inspirational dude. Like just past, you know, all his movies or like his, you know, his history as a bodybuilder. Like, um, just his... He fucked the maid! Rope. I heard he was a dick. Yeah, he fucked the maid and the maid. Uh, okay, okay, no, but I'm, people I'm not, said I'm that talking... he's the nicest guy ever. Yeah, okay, but you can well, still cheat on your wife and be a nice person. Hold on, no, 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 hold on, no, no. Ooh, I, I, I heard this from that. someone who talked to him in his oh, past, back when he was well, a bodybuilder. Okay, okay, but uh, anyway, I was saying, I had, um, yeah. his personal history, like his family history, like his father was an actual Nazi in uh, Austria, and when he came to the U.S., he, like, had to publicly denounce all of that to make a name for himself in the entertainment industry so i'm specifically talking about like his his familial ties like coming to america and you know actually being a good representation of what the american dream is means to a lot of people even if it doesn't really exist i heard from Um, someone that knew him that he was a real dick back in the day when he was (laughs) in gold's gym Okay. Like, okay. He, he broke like, into gyms to get like how he is. Like get, get supplements. <laughs> I need supplements. Let's fucking go. <laughs> I need creatine and to find maids now. Jesus. But yeah, I think really America has All of y'all always do, like, had. The Arnold Schwarzenegger. I I think America's yeah, always had it's a. So love it's so easy. It's so goddamn easy. We, we've yeah. always had a love affair with um famous people or just famous families yeah. and letting them control oh, yeah. uh the aspects of our life. Like just look at right now with the Kardashians. The Kardashians, yeah. Yeah, and the Kanye the trying Trumps, to run for office. Bro. Yeah. The Republicans eat that shit up. They eat it up like. Further than that, we're like obsessed Reagan. with. Uh, Reagan was a cowboy movie star. We're obsessed with the like, royal family, on, and they're not even in this country. 
Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. We want a royal family here, but no one will admit it because democracy, freedom. Dude, I really, I really want to nail that. Um, the queen or whatever the prince is like, like I really want to nail like the the queen or, or whatever she is like, because like I want to piss off that Charles guy or what Chuck or whatever his name is because my my name is his son's name. So every time he sees his son, he's gonna want to punch him in the face. It's gonna be oh, such okay. a victory. That's a, that's a- no, so you're saying you're saying you're saying you want to cuck Prince Charles? Is that it? Yes. Okay. Okay. So he will hate his son because you're you know, saying some people want to play for the NBA. You know, some people want to be lawyers. So you would fuck a reptile person just to spite <laughs> Prince Charles? <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you seen Prince Charles? He is. He's, he's like a ghoul from Fallout. That's... <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, smooth skin? <laughs> <laughs> like he's on That's death's smooth. door. I mean, like, how does he look worse than um, Elizabeth? And she's 94. Yo, I cannot believe he really looks like that. Like, he, he, he gets up every day and he's just like... Yup. Uh, oh, yup. Cheerio, hello, governor. I he looks like one of those... It looks like one of those caricatures that were used to be like drawn by on like the Mad magazines and shit. Yeah, <laughs> he turned into them. One of them of like an Englishman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a caricature, caricature of himself. I mean, if 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 I had to describe an Englishman from memory, I'd probably describe Prince Charles. I think. <laughs> Stupid. That's what they sound like. <laughs> Stupid, you stupid Americans. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> He's only survived this long, but. Fucking sucking stem cells that are Irish babies. <laughs> Jesus, wow. this is the real right. This is the real reason the Irish Republican <laughs> Army exists. The IRA exists to spite Prince Charles. They're trying to get the kids out of there. That's all they want. And and when we call them terrorists, SMH my head. <laughs> Calls them. Who would call what them? I would never think that Irish. No, oh, no, no. I mean that that is a whole. Did you not know about like the whole history of like. Uh, the Irish Wars, like well into the twentieth uh, century. Bro, um, bro, did you seriously not study the Irish Wars? <laughs> <laughs> bro, 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 have I you not heard about the Troubles, while bro? you were in your room? What do you fucking <laughs> no, <laughs> bro? What do you mean the Irish Civil War, dude? I was at math class <laughs> trying to talk to Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh... oh, shit. Oh man, Josh, you have these topics that we have um, wanted to touch on. Is there anything specific that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, first of all, how how are y'all? How do y'all feel right now? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm having an identity crisis. But it's cool like you're doing the podcast. It's just going from one to two. Hung out with anybody, man. I don't even know if anything's real. Yeah, just like disassociating from the homies. Yeah, so out, of, out of the three, y'all, Micah sounds like he's going through it. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to get back to some normalcy. Like <laughs> nothing. I, I, I don't know. I guess that's part of everyone's journey right now is finding out what they value or like how they want to spend their days or like what's normal to them. But even still, you can't you know ignore like you know the elephant in the room. Like even beyond COVID, because like now we're within like. Uh, uh, an economic reckoning, uh, racial reckoning, a political reckoning in this country. Yeah. Play (laughs) Despacito. Yes, this is politics. Like old man pod before he did it. Just like, hold on, wait a minute. You know, if Biden really wanted to connect with our generation, he should have done poggers on stage. 
<laughs> he, really, he really pissed me off, man. You should make a tweet, now, man. Did you guys forget Gary Johnson? He was like a third party independent from 2016. He did that boy. You guys remember that, right? He did a that boy ad. And yeah, he was yeah. on a unicycle <laughs> and he was like juggling or something. He, <laughs> our politics has been meme filled for at least the past you're, six you're, years. You're not. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it worked four years ago. Well, Why shouldn't Biden be playing Despacito? You said something that stood out to me, Darnell. You said uh, company man. I said company, company, man. Com- yeah. company man. Yeah, you said company man. And I feel like the further we go into politics, I feel like I feel like we might get the death of that and it's just going to be more Well, based on the based on the outcome of this election, you're going to have either a lot of patriots or a lot of nihilists, people who are tired and fed up with this system, who obviously recognize it for how broken it is because it stopped working for them and their group specifically, not saying side names or like, you know, whose side is which. And then you're going to have the people who uh, are the patriots in their own minds who want to actually uphold the American system, the uh, ideal, this experiment of democracy, a republic based on, you know, the will of the people. And those sides, no matter what political affiliation they have, are going to come to an ideological clash when they either um, are like proven or disproven with their view of what they believe America is or should be. I feel like the further we go... The main people that are going to be given the spotlight are going to be the people that entertain the uh, radicalists or the extremist ideals, rather they're left or right. I don't. I feel like we're getting further away than just like some average show we... person. Like it's going to be somebody that's extreme. Like oh yeah, Trump is extreme. I, uh, fucking uh, Bernie Sanders wanna, was extreme. Yeah, I want to say something like like we're talking about radical right and left, but if we're talking about American politics, there's no radical left in American politics. No, yeah. there is radical. There's, our there's radical, radical left right. is like barely over. Radical. Yeah, we have exactly, radical. Exactly. Okay, we have and radical right. We totally do. We have like basically Nazis in our government. Yeah. Like I've I've tried to Joss, okay, I, I understand you're a moderate. You're you're kind of a centrist kind of dude. And that's okay. But I like I oh every time you bring it up, I really disagree with you like trying to bring up the fact that there's ever a radical or far left in the US because that just doesn't exist. That's a Nazi talking point because they themselves want to have an enemy like to their own supporters. Like there can't be in their mind there can't be a radical uh, right without a radical left even if there isn't one, so they have to make that up. That's why Antifa was designated a terrorist organization by the far right, because they had to create their own enemy, despite Antifa literally being just a loose organization of, like, a dozen groups on the left, and not even actually having any real organization or command structure, and most of the members just being individualists who just claim to be anti-fascists as a political statement and not as members of an organization. Mic drop. Yeah, dude, Bernie Atmos is 100% like centrist, just slightly he, he's, over to the left. He's, he's, a, he's, a, like, Euro, he's a European right. leftist. That's what Bernie is. He's a European socialist. Oh, we're so far to the right. He seems like radical Jewish. left. He seems radical. Yeah, that's what the Overton window is. And I brought that up before. If, if a part of our politics keeps drifting so far in one direction, then naturally 
the people on the other side of that spectrum are going to be dragged towards the middle. That's why, yeah. like, every Democrat in this country is a moderate, really conservative. Yeah, that's that's, that's why we have part. that's why we have Joe Biden as our our like, yeah. liberal candidate. He's a moderate conservative, just the same as I want to say Obama was like just a little bit more more to the left than he was. But it, it's like but you can't still call very these people conservative. Yeah, yeah. They, they have yeah. four years, bro. They have four years. They legalized uh, gay marriage, though. Okay, yeah, but really, that, that wasn't. Is, how is that? That's not really liberal, is it? And like, first of all, that wasn't Obama. I feel like that's pretty doing. liberal. That was the Supreme no. Court, right? Because it's the Supreme like, Court. When, when we're talking about radical liberalism, we're talking about like demolishing, Political. like, like I, I, it's like like defunding, defunding the military, um, like, like not free healthcare, but more like um. I'm trying to get some really, really radical universal income. I guess I think that's considered yeah, like radical. yeah. UBI would be a radical universal radical basic idea. income. That's yeah, that's something that scares the shit out of capitalists. <laughs> defunding like, radical. Defunding the police. That I, I yeah, that's something that's like would can be considered. Yeah, because you know what? Oh, Actually, um, go ahead, go ahead. I believe the all cops are bastard bastards thing because I've been seeing like more and more of that, especially with everything happening. You know, this year and everything that's continuing to happen, and people are like, I believe that. No, guys, if you're listening to this right now, your relative, they're fine. They're we're talking about every other cop except the one you know. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, keep listening, bro. So, a cop is like, just like I think about. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, does Josh then Jared go? Josh first. Yeah. Whenever I hear it, you know, I get, I definitely get where it's coming from. Like, I'm a black dude. Like, I see these videos, they, they don't make me happy at all. They actually make me pretty upset, you know, especially when I seen that video of fucking guy with the, like, the, he's walking down the street. He's not even, he doesn't live anywhere around there. He drove all the way there, put himself in that situation. Can't remember his name, but you guys know what I'm talking about, right? How do you, yeah. you mean the guy in, uh, Oh, okay, and but, Kenosha, the white kid. Yeah. yeah, and he's just like has the gun, and he's walking past the police officers, and they're just like waving him. And he's no, 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 just, but uh, he's he's a he patriot. A he's a patriot. He's a patriot because he killed some anarchists, and it doesn't matter that he's a seventeen-year-old with an assault rifle, which is illegal, and he crossed he's state a, borders with a, an illegal firearm. Um, literally put himself in that situation. No, no, he's a like patriot, no dude. He, nah, he stuck it to the shit. libs, dude. He, he stuck it to them fuck, libs. He's a patriot. Fuck that shit. Fuck racists and fuck Here's racists who somehow make themselves get into a position of power or police. I swear, officers, bro. I swear, bro. At this the same time. <laughs> this white kid with the gun is different, bro. I swear, bro. He's different. I swear. He's different, bro. This isn't like the other ones, bro. It's different. Trust me, bro. It's Jared's turn. It's Jared's turn. Here's my opinion on, on the, like, the all cops or bastards or whatever. A cop, the, the, the system or culture of police doesn't really allow for good cops to exist in the sense that the public wants them to exist. We always hear that there's a lot of bad apples when it comes to U.S. police. But, like, look at what happens to the quote-unquote good apples. The, the police that report injustices or mishandlings of cases get fired. Because they do the right thing, they are no longer police at their precincts. You are not, like, pushed to do the right thing as a cop. You're pushed to do the wrong thing or say nothing about it. That's the problem people think aren't seeing with the police. It's not that every cop is a racist asshole. It's that if you are a cop, you need to be go along with it, or you're no longer a cop. You get fired. You go. You betray your brothers in blue. 
Yeah. I think that's that's how I, I, I view the all cops are bastards. That if you're a cop right now, you can't say anything about it. Because if you do, you're no longer a cop. You're basically exposing you're, you're yourself against your entire quote-unquote race of blue brothers and sisters. Yeah, you're like to them, that's as bad as being like a race traitor as it is to like a KKK member who like starts talking to a black girl or something. You're 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 a traitor to every upstanding like um, idea that the your, your group has about you. I'm all against the assholes. I just when I hear it, I start. I think past that. I think of kids. I think about some of the police officers may have been well, kids, maybe in kindergarten, first grade, maybe they really wanted to be a police officer. Maybe their family members were police officers. Maybe they really grew up and they wanted to make a difference. They wanted to save the day, you know, and you grow up and you go into this organization and maybe it, it just fucking breaks your heart and it just makes you more and more numb every day and you just go along with it. That's all a part of the disillusionment of, you know, like adulthood. You know, like we all have those, even like a doctor, you know, like I want to make, as a kid, I want to help people. You know, I want to make their tummies not hurt or something like that. And then mm-hmm. like they start dealing with dysentery or some, some shit like that, you know. Or, people who are suffering drug withdrawals. Yeah. And, um, there's so so many, even like with, with any any sort of thing, because everything, everything is, it takes work. You know, even, even if you have like a, a a dream in art, you know, I want to be a musician. That shit takes so much time, you know, so so many uh, people saying no, so many hours spent, you know, like making your hands bleed, you know, like with guitar or whatever it is that you're that you're playing, you know, it's so many dark nights in, in an open mic or some shit like that. And uh, you just like face like the dark realities of it. That's something that um, that um, William Wordsworth had, had wrote about, uh, like the the innocence of uh ch- of childhood you know and whenever you turn into an adult you know you you lose some of that but it's all the the latter part of adulthood is all about reclaiming that child that that childhood and trying to find the joys within life you know it, try and pick out at least a couple of golden nuggets like in in the pile of turds you know like to take with you like you know, to the end i think that that's um that's something that especially like us we like we need to like um keep in mind you know as as we grow you know as we grow true um i still not can't just say all cops are bastards because i generally just don't believe it but i am for defunding the police like they make way there's a lot of money that they i don't think that they need but you know if well that's that's the other thing it's a it's a job it's not a lifestyle it's a job like there's no other there's no fraternal brotherhood of artists or fraternal brotherhood of game developers it's a job plain and simple you get fired you quit or you make a mistake you should be punished you can't make a mistake and then get um paid off can like, keep your pension or you know all these other like benefits that you seem to get like in union protection it's we can we, we equate it to like military service almost where it's something that you do this and you are that thing for life you're a veteran for life you're a cop for life and you're never going to lose that badge I, but it's just kinda, a job no i i kind of disagree with that because i i feel like that's like saying you know a fireman right <clears throat> he's 
tell them, well, that's just a job. I, I feel like it's just a little bit different when you're like out there public putting your life. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's the thing. They are public yeah, service. That's their line. job, but they shouldn't yeah, be but put on a pedestal. We shouldn't worship them. You also them don't as see stories altar. of firefighters, you know, killing unarmed black people, right? Like, yeah. It's yeah, like we yeah, should... there isn't a song called "Fuck the Fire Department." <laughs> yeah, there's also no weird cults of like glory and and valor for for firefighters because they don't they don't command it. They firefighters don't go around like fucking just like cashing in swag coins for being a firefighter. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm a firefighter, so what? <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, it's like the same thing. Firefighters book. Like, have you guys realized firefighting is socialism? That's socialism. Your government's yeah, doing a, a thing for you. Yeah, it's a socialist. <laughs> but, yeah, but people use that argument to argue against it. They're saying that if we have privatized fire departments, we have more incentive. But we already do. Perform better than they are. But we already do. Yeah, I, they... I, I know that, but it's yeah. just it's, a, it's it's the argument people make. Yeah. And like the same thing with private police getting paid more just automatically make people better. Like yeah, make it like slack privatized fire throw more money at at people. It's like I I should never have to pay someone to save my life. If they're gonna sign up to do that job, then they they do that for free. That's what they sign up to do. They should they get paid for it by the government or by my taxes, but I'm not gonna pay you know like insurance to the fire department like a yearly fee. For if my house catches on fire, then I, you know, I am deserving of being saved. Or if I don't have enough money to pay that yearly fire fee, then my house burns down and there's nothing, you know, to be done about it. Exactly. Like, fuck that. Imagine being in a burning building screaming for help, <laughs> and then a firefighter is like on the outside. Like, nah. Cash out. Give me, give me a twenty. Throw <laughs> out your credit card. I'll save you for money. Cost me fifty. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Oh shit! It's hard like... to climb. Get the kerosene. <laughs> yeah, they just light it, burn it down. <laughs> I feel like, uh, you know, with corruption, evil, racism is unfortunately all the darkness, all the hatred. Unfortunately, there's no, there's no cure for that. It's so deep rooted. It's basically just part of the world. So there's no way to. There's no traditional cure in the way that we think. Like, this I think one, one solution that will take care of it. Some right. jobs attract those type of people. Obviously, we know that. We know positions of like authority or power or like any type of political uh, influence attracts a certain type of racist or fascist person, individual. So it's not a mystery to say if you stop funding those institutions then it's not going to be um, preferable for those people to stick around. Like, it, it, we, the, we give the police um, in America military hardware um, as part of a federal program that incentivizes them to use it. So if they don't use it, they get their toys taken away. So that's why we've seen, like, the increasing militarization of policing, because they have to use it or else they don't get to keep that stuff, that surplus uh, federal equipment and, you know, like, um, LAPVs on the street and APCs, armored trucks and stuff like as if chicago is an actual war zone (laughs) it's i don't know it's just insane to see that kind of veneration for a group of people who are should be no different than library workers or uh are are people who work at our like um water waste plants and stuff like that i feel like the the people who join especially like the police i don't know if they 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 I'm sure, like a section of them do 
in with that I want to terrorize people type mentality or you know like that um sort of vibe but I feel like they're the the thing in their heads is more of like um a veneration like a desire for veneration and um because that's what a, a uh, the standard like police uh role kind of dictates or at least um you know like back in at least like back in the 50s back in the um in the uh, 20th century like the policeman was the 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 like the help Part they, of the they helped them. yes exactly like everybody looked up to the police officers they helped help the helped everybody help the children they might bang like a lonely housewife here here there you know <laughs> help in the community they really yeah. help in the community all well, the yeah, way you know community like, policing did used to be a thing in america and it kind of stopped once the departments got so big and got so much funding got so many uh so much equipment from the federal government so we don't we no longer have police who serve in the same communities in which they live now we get people who live oh, in the yeah. sub live in the suburbs police the cities and there's like a disconnect with the communities that they're supposed to serve whether yeah. it's racial or economic like you get people like okay so the example is there's a lot of um in houston specifically a lot is a um allegedly there's not enough police in houston there's a shortage but most of the of the people who work as on the force in Houston come from like outer areas like Katy or Pearland, like the satellite cities and stuff, Pasadena. And in those mm -hmm. departments themselves, you see a lot more corruption. Like Pasadena took all of the money for that they had made over the years um, in traffic tickets and bought themselves a 2020 uh, Ford Mustang and put the police decal and paint and stuff on it when they could have put that money back in their community, like invested in like a library or a school or a hospital or something, but Pasadena police of like, what, only like 40,000 people live in Pasadena or something, they decided they need a souped up hot rod police car. But didn't they buy like a jet ski also? They <laughs> Probably, a... I mean, shit. <laughs> I would, they, they like their toys, dude. All on public record. And they yeah. did like, they're like, yeah, all right, so what, we did that. <laughs> What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> hey, hey, chief. Uh, scratches neck and arms. I, I, I think, chief. I think we gotta take that money from from the traffic tickets, and I think we gotta buy a car, a fast car. I need for speed, chief. <laughs> hey, chief. Are you familiar with these uh low riders that uh you know back in the back in the day? Hydraulics. Like they and they and they say it's for community outreach. Like you know, as a kid, some a lot of kids like you know they see a cool Ferrari, Lamborghini police car, and that appeals to them for you know whatever reason as it does as a child. But then you think about it, it's like what the fuck kind of waste of money is that that a police department needs a, a Lamborghini or something like that? Like leave that shit yeah. to the, the Saudi Arabians so they can just waste all their <laughs> their oil money. But like American policing needs to be a little more accountable than that community outreach more like community reach arounds you can get a lot of <laughs> asking archie archie you do not miss bro you, you don't miss <laughs> i don't know i hope one day i don't know how you know i probably tired of me like talking about it but hopefully one day as unrealistic as it sounds i don't know maybe we could come together get our shit together or, some, or something. I, I just feel like it's so many divides here well, Josh, in America. Underneath it all, everyone wants to come together and one wants to solve uh -huh. conflicts. Like, violence and all this, like, upheaval is is just, uh, like, a way Throwing to get games. to resolve. It's, it's not for no reason. It's because they want 
they want resolution. They they, they don't want change. Doing it just just to do it, like yeah. But Josh, that also plays into, um, I think, the role, like me, me, Jared, and someone were talking about this a while ago, like the role of guns in this country. It's like, sure, in the perfect world, they would, we, we would have solved racism, we would have solved economic change, there'd be no homeless, people wouldn't be discriminated on the basis of, of sex, ethnicity, or religion. But it's in that same world that we have guns, gun violence, and a system and society where we basically worship gun culture. So we can, you know, as, as much as we want to have a better world and as much as we can believe and hope that in the future our children will live in that better world, there's still, in our children's world, they're going to live in the same gun-infested society that we live in now with the same problems and ills of racism and bigotry that we still have now, even as best as we can try to fight those things. Yeah, I'm not anti-gun. I just, like... I feel like there should definitely, I feel like you should have mandatory like uh, target uh, fucking practice like at a gun range. I feel like you target should have- Target fucking practice. Mandatory. Like, <laughs> that was, uh, sorry, that was funny. I feel like you need to get evaluated. I feel like it should be, I think I've said this before. I feel like it should be the around the same amount of hurdles to get a driver's license as it mm-hmm. should be to get a uh, gun license as well as a gun. Like I feel I like- there needs to be like some form of there needs to be like some form of like mental evaluation that goes beyond you know just checking for a felony mental, by itself mental evaluation <laughs> hey, bad, bro. no but like yeah like it's Target too easy to buy practice. a gun it's absolutely too easy to buy a gun and like you know, i could go tomorrow and spend 600 on a glock and, and it'll be yours. Yeah. You'll walk out with it. Nobody cares. Because the only thing they check so is if you have a felony or not. It, mm-hmm. So long as you don't have a felony, there's no possible way you could be a crazy person. Like, what? And, and, that's and if, you, if you took that same like, 600 bucks... Don't... Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, if you took I... that same 600 bucks and, um, you know, to buy that gun at a gun show, then you would have absolutely no paper trail. None at all. You could do whatever the fuck with it you want. You could gangbang with it. You could go on a shooting spree with it. You could fucking kill your wife with it. But you, that gun oh, is um, tied to you. Don't you forget shoot a ghost gun as well. <laughs> no, the way you said that, it was it was like an advertisement. Yeah, don't forget about ghost guns, dude. Those like kill your wife. people 3D print. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That's, that's the future right you know, there. Why don't they have advertisements for guns on TV more? Because it doesn't... It's already like a... Multi-million dollar business. Same, like, same, but counterpoint. Wouldn't that counterpoint. be fucking crazy? It's just like the all-new AR-16. <laughs> but the counterpoint, we have we have ads in this country for pharmaceuticals, and there's no reason that should have advertisements. So, like, uh, why don't we have gun advertisements? If you think of that in that same vein, wouldn't that be but the is most anybody American re- shit ever? You turn on fucking uh, I don't know TNT, it goes to commercial break, and they're just showing off the hours. Spike TV, <laughs> fucking Spike I mean, that's TV. A, that's a that's illegal, like almost every single country besides us. Can can you can you and your can you and your wife not get intimate anymore? Buy our drug, TM. <laughs> buy a gun. <laughs> you buy a gun. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to suck your willy. <laughs> <laughs> We've got just the thing: full metal jacket rounds. <laughs> and it's like the list of all, all the um, all the problems. Call it the negotiator. Stick it. Full metal jacket. 
the new she will say yes now 45 oh HP. How could she not, bro? <laughs> oh my god. What do you mean no? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's it's called the affection because it's what every woman needs. <laughs> oh wow! The mind is capable of producing thoughts which are extremely painful. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, if you go wow. to like you know, try to get a license, like say for instance, you know how to drive, and you don't have your eye, like your your vision is bad, you don't have glasses or contacts, anything. They're gonna you around like you hey bro go to the eye doctor yeah. <laughs> my, my my license has it marked i have to wear glasses while i'm driving <laughs> uh, me too my eyes me too zyrtec make brain hurt ah! <laughs> it's also a thing where you know even if they were to put those laws in place just like anything else if you really wanted a gun without that you could you could get one so right, there's no exactly, solution but we agree, we agree with that we i mean i bought argument but we, uh, they like, should dude. still those they should, those measures should still be in place, even if there are workarounds. There need to be legal measures in place. They can't just have like um you know workarounds and loopholes for these things. Bro, I it bought a nine it. millimeter without a concealed handgun license, and it, yeah, it was just uh, easy. All you need to walk around with the clip out, right? And and it's and it's cool, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, well here you in can Texas, open carry. We can open carry, uh, like, we can carry anything in Texas. Swords, uh, assault rifles, uh, fucking yeah, you shotguns. Can open carry all of that shit. Yeah. Why'd you Texas get swords? Is, is a wild, wild, well, because it's recent. It's uh, only in 2016 where we given our God-given rights to bear fucking katanas in Texas, dude. Imagine every homeless person with a sword. That would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you got some. Want you got any spare change? Let me just pull out. Oh, bro! New job ass starts playing in the background. <laughs> Guy starts breakdancing while sword fighting. Again, I would absolutely, I would absolutely love to see a, a street fight with some swords. Yeah, why aren't why aren't am I not seeing in homeless people man. scrapping with uh with like sai or katanas? You just see a blood in the crib walking up to each other, showing their gang sign. Like, what's up? What's up? And then they just fucking pull out like two of two katanas. Like, no, 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 broadswords, like claymores, <laughs> like, like fucking claymore broadswords, like taller yeah, than a man. How would, uh, how would how would you describe your childhood? Like, was it cool? Anything crazy? I mean, it was rough. Rough. <laughs> I was talking about Irish, but I mean, oh shit! <laughs> oh, you, um, oh, I didn't see it. You want to? You want to go right? I'll let someone else go first. Yeah. All right, man. Arch. Humans are a complex species. In some ways, we are similar to other animals, and in other ways, we differ radically from them. I'm David Lynch. <laughs> I'm, I'm but in all ways, wife bad. Has been David Lynch. Wife bad. <laughs> wife bad. <laughs> Josh, uh, my uh, my childhood's been it's been I don't think it's been any different than uh, anybody else is in here, and more or less like just growing up. And is everybody in here from Houston? Mm, yes, y'all. Hoover. What's up, H Town? Respect. Um, yeah, this it's the uh, same shit. You know, I got a bike. You know, I ride it sometimes. Uh, I learned how to ride it when I was a kid. Um, now you know, got a little little fights at school. You know, now. Now I just, you know, smoke weed and um, just chill. I genuinely don't. I didn't know. I didn't know. This this feels like a like a therapy session. 
Like, it's like you, you came at me like, hey, so um, tell us uh, how how's your relationship with your mother? Uh, you uh, so, um, well, what do you what do you think? You know, um, how often did she tell you she loved you? Well, <laughs> this, uh, this is a safe space, Archie. You can be yourself here. Well, guys, now that you say it, I'm really, I'm, I'm really upset. The neighbors, release the monkeys. The neighbors keep throwing their beer <laughs> on backyard. your yard. Can I ask him to right? I think I need a negotiator. The oh. new negotiator oh, five thousand in nine millimeters. Caught that, bro. He he circled that back around. Hey, you good? <laughs> you good? <at> <laughs> Much appreciated. Um, I just graduated with a um, degree in English, so if anybody needs, I don't know, their text rewritten, I'm a, I'm a bum. Yeah, I, I would, would love the work. I'm just. How kidding. can I get her to tell me she loves me? Um, huh? Uh, make some noise for Brother Archie. Open it up, everybody. Yes. On the That's eve good. of the Great Flood. That's good. Oh, Very this feels this feels so great. I feel feel like ten pounds has been lifted off of my uh, my taint. I I, I feel. Oh so wow! Nice. <laughs> Jeez, it is funny. It is funny. Outside. Brother has a brand new taint. Everybody, make some noise. Make some noise for Archie. About <laughs> you, Red. How was your uh, was your childhood cool? Um, it was pretty rough, man. I won't lie. So, uh, early parts of my life, we were pretty poor. Um, we all lived in a uh, single bedroom apartment for what I remember. Then all of a sudden I remember moving into like a really nice house and it was like, you know, it was cool up until I was like eight years old. That's when my parents split. Then, uh, after that we moved out, we lived with my grandma for like a couple, couple years really. So my mom would always be at work. My dad would hardly call and I just play outside a whole bunch. And that's where I met like a few friends and shit, like in the hood. This is when I was living over in South Union. So I was there for a few years, going to school over in uh, Spring Branch. Then my mom met my stepdad, moved over to uh, what's that side of town called? Over by I ten on Memorial. Memorial. <laughs> Memorial. <laughs> yeah, lived over Memorial. Did elementary school there. Mom was still always working. Then. My dad came back into my life, and like kind of when I was in like seventh grade, I was already living. No, I moved back to South Union, and uh, yeah, my dad got back into my life. He took me into the shop when I was like twelve years old, and uh, started putting me in the shop. Like that was his way of taking care of me. He just threw me in the shop, and um, I'd meet a few mechanics and shit. I'd help them work on their shit, and that's how I learned how to mechanic. So I've been doing that shit, like, since I was 12. And that's also, like, when I started to drive and shit. Because um, he wanted to teach my brother and I to drive at the same time. So he wouldn't have to waste time with that shit. <laughs> so I started learning at 12 years old. And uh, I had a co-worker there. His name is uh, Alan. He let me borrow his Honda CRX that he had. It was a stick shift. This is the first time I've ever seen that shit. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> So he let me drive it. Then, like, at first, I couldn't even get that shit moving. Like, was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that shit was such a wild concept to me. And, like, he walked me through on how to do it and shit. And, like, within 15 minutes of doing it, because he had, like, 
left the car because he had to go do some work. I figured it out pretty much in like 15 minutes of doing it. So yeah, like, man. yeah, I was just doing, you know, going up and down the road. And then that started into like going up and down the road, like as fast as I could. And then, you know, my dad started to really teach me how to drive and shit, putting me behind the wheel of his uh, BMW. I remember it was an X5. That's when he started to teach me shit, like how to drive on the freeway, how to drive on the streets, what the fuck these signs mean and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I got that going for me. So I would, every day I'd pretty much be hopping in uh, uh, my coworker Island's CRX to drive that shit. And eventually they let me go to lunch in the CRX. I was 12 years old doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like the, my first reaction was like, oh, fuck, bro. Like, I got to go like as fast as I can. Fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was like, yeah, this isn't the fucking gay SUV that I'm driving. I am speed. Yeah, <laughs> like, like over here, bro. That's what's gotta go fast. Age. Gotta go faster, faster. Yeah, and like, I feel like that's really what sparked the light. And like, <laughs> I was coming up to this car like super close, and I turned the steering wheel like super late, and it was just like a natural reflex. And I remember the car holding on like so well. And I was like, oh, oh, oh hold on. <laughs> so you do the drift stuff? No, fuck that shit. That shit is gay as fuck, bro. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so your speed, your reaction time is like from the early age was just like like that, like you got it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from early age, I was pretty much like you know, I don't want to like suck my own dick or anything like that, but I was naturally like the things I was doing. Dude, if you could suck your own dick, I don't know what you're doing on this podcast, man. <laughs> Why would you get shamed of that? Like, bro, <laughs> that's the put that on, the, on your resume, dude. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah, so like, auto suck? Like, <laughs> so, yeah, like, I had a pocket motorcycle and everything when my parents were together and all that shit. And like, I would go out and ride in parks and stuff whenever we would go do like barbecues. That's fantastic. Yeah. Like so, cars are it's it's like a huge part of you, like a, a very like emotional, like a, I mean, it's uh, like, like my my fucking energy. whole life, pretty much. Your his rock. So so. Yeah, like that, uh, and like motorsports, like that's my fucking shit. So anyway, I'm older now, you know, I'm fucking fourteen years old, and uh, Alan, he introduces me to some of his friends, and they're the ones that like fucking build cars and all that shit. So, like, I start hanging around them until, like, fucking three in the morning shit. All we're doing is fucking building civics down in the Southwest. <laughs> shitty, shitty civics. No, they were not shitty. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> they were making the crazy Slow power. was shitty. <laughs> no, it was not. That engine was insane. We never got it in, did we? Yep, I did. Shogi. Yep. Who started? Somebody set on fire. Was that Jorge? Or... No, that was Justin's car that, that caught on fire. That was Pat's. Oh. Oh, no, oh. not... Like yeah. when, y'all are, when y'all are working on it. I think it was, um, yeah, it was Justin's like car. That. Him and Pat were working on it or something. Yeah, it was his mom's uh, F-150. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Oh they were trying to jump start it. It's fucking hilarious. Those dumbasses, bro. <laughs> How do you put the wires wrong? <laughs> I don't know. You have to be pretty stupid. <laughs> oh, so, uh, what fuck was I? 14. 14. Oh, yeah, 14. Oh, okay, right friend yeah, yeah yeah right right so i start getting into that i start helping them with like you know putting engines in and shit like watching them for the most part having them explain me shit 
And then after a while, I started, you know, helping them out with, like, building actual engines and all that shit, like, building it from, like, the ground up, learning all these little intricate pieces. And they would, like, take the genuine time to, like, break everything down to, like, the simplest thing so I can understand it. Like, every time I would ask. And that was, like, always super cool. And I remember I had a notebook full of this shit. I uh, ended up losing it when I was like, in high school, freshman high school. Dang. I got all wet and shit. Yeah, yeah. But, like, memory, like, all that shit, like, still retained in my head. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you knew. You fucking knew me in high school. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, They started introducing me into, like, street racing and shit. And I started getting, like, super into it. And they started, like, you know, finding odd jobs to do, like, all right, you know what? Building cars is kind of expensive. What should we do? Hey, I know what's cheap and free to do with car parts. So we started getting into that. We started stealing whole cars, taking them to our shops down in the Southwest, over by like the Bel Air area. Over by Redacted. <laughs> yeah. Redacted, <laughs> my bad. I meant uh, Aldine Bender. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> All inside jokes. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> So, so, um, just laugh, bro. Just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we started selling those parts, building cars from them, and just selling them so that, like, all, none of the parts, you know, come back to us. Like, no, bro, I brought, I uh, bought this shit. Sources, trust me, bro. <laughs> Dude, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah, so, like, we started getting into that, and then it starts getting pretty serious, you know. We started doing, like, pretty serious jobs. imagine. Real shit. Yeah. We started to do some, like, pretty serious jobs that got really dangerous at, like, certain points. All while, like, 14 or 15. Yeah, up until I was, like, 16. 16 was whenever it was, like, I need to make a choice. <laughs> like, I want to be a little hoodlum. <laughs> yeah, is this something that I'm going to keep on doing, or is this something that I'm going to, like, y- you know walk away while I still have a chance. Huh. And there was just, like, you know, there was one instance that I'm, I'm not going to bring up where it's, like, it, it really made me, like, question everything in regards to it. It's, like, you know, <laughs> why the fuck am I, like, doing this at this point? And then that's when, like, I hit not, I think, yeah, it, it was really my lowest where I felt like, you know, I was genuinely depressed for the first time where like not anything that i did was just like terrible i'm like 18 at this point yeah i'm not having any suicidal thoughts though but like i'm just like man what the fuck am i and i drop out of college and shit you had to come to terms with your own ego yeah pretty much (laughs) some people go to drugs for that i mean i did that beforehand thankfully exactly smoke that shit because i like that shit (laughs) <laughs> but anyway yeah there was like a lot of things that I really needed to like see within myself and I guess that's you know why I'm the person that I am now oh fuck all these experiences like shaped you who you it, are now yeah like everything from like every person that I ever met every like person that I've ever done wrong you know I've seen it you know up down left right pretty much and, like, I took it as knowledge in the world rather than things to blame. And, like, just be stuck in a loop of victimizing myself. 
You know, it's good to break that chain. What's, what? I didn't hear you. I said it's good to break that chain. You know, some people never get out of that chain. Yeah. Break it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's like, no, it's never my fault. Like, what the fuck do you mean it's my fault? <laughs> to actually look inwards and question yourself. Yeah, like, at this point, um, I see mostly everything as, like, a free lesson. But, you know, college is expensive. I'm not about to no free information. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? We need our piece of paper, though, bro. $20,000 piece of paper. 20000 yeah, like, like, Imagine if you went to college, right? And you, you would have probably graduated, like, earlier this year, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And this shit is, you know. I just don't yeah, think I'm it's fucking... fair that, it, like, why? Knowledge is considered valuable because of how expensive it is. And, and I don't think. possibility to change your, you know, your social status. Yeah, like, I don't think that should have. I don't think I'll something that I'm begging for. You know what I mean? I graduated yeah. um this like in in May, and um I've been around like tons of people, like tons of different people and shit. And like whenever somebody like like I, I from freshman year to senior year, I would see people who were contemplating going through going to school, and if they really wanted to do something. If they really wanted to like go in for something like they're passionate about, say, yeah, go for it. But they just like, I feel like I should. They don't know what. And like, just don't fucking do it. Like, it's, I, I know so many people yeah. who did. Oh, like, it's, it only, the concept, you know, like, it's, it's, you can learn something from anywhere. I know so many people in college right now or like that I graduated with or, you know, like in the past that are just, they're fucking, they're fucking dumb. Or like, the, like they, they don't know, they don't know, like, they don't have like life experience, you know, life and, um, and that's something that the pandemic, like really graduating through the pandemic, because like talk, tell me, because there's this, there's this um high that comes with like the graduation and, and all that, you know, like seeing like your fucking your your parents or whoever the fuck is in the stands, they're they're tearing up, you know, like seeing you wait for two hours to get that piece of paper, and then you know, like you're like, oh, you got your whole life ahead of you, and and then. The, the come down is uh, the the job market. You get slapped in the face with the job market. Thanks to the pandemic, yep. I, had, I had absolutely no no high. So it was just all right. You're done with your classes now. Go go find a job. You know, and it was it's the exact it's the exact same shit. But yeah. if I had went in for something that was like that I was not passionate about, it would have just been like a complete like deadpan like fuck. You know, like what the fuck were these four years and shit. And that's that's what some people are like for like business international business or something or or something like uh something that that's like really vague some liberal arts, some liberal arts thing but it's um it's, it's it's just really important to do what you love you know and just oh, love absolutely. what you do yeah. <laughs> and like, i 100% anybody to chase their dreams because if you really do do it then like you're one of the few people that are you know crazy enough to do it and I feel like that's yeah. something important that like a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people tell you, no, don't do that shit. Don't do that shit because everyone wants to live the easiest way possible. But like, you don't have to be that everybody. Yeah. You know, you, you ever can run go into out. People, you ever run into people who, um, like when you, you tell them like, I'm, ch- I'm chasing my dream. I'm doing this crazy thing. You know, that like only 10% of the people who do it succeed in. And they're like, dude, you should totally fucking do that. I could never do that. I want to do this. I want to do this, but I, I just, I fucking can't. Well, why? Why not? You know, like you, you got, you got no kids. Yeah, it all starts no, with you, bro. Just yeah, just fucking do it. Yeah, just like, try it at least. 
yeah, yeah. like I my dream in life is to be a professional racing driver, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I'm fucking broke as hell, <laughs> but that's not gonna stop me from trying that shit, you know. According to South Park, that's how you do it, you know. Jesus, <laughs> you know, you got that classic episode. Broke as hell. Broke Now, fucking like you, and you already know, like you, uh, Mister Mister Lucky Cheetos. You, you already know, like that's. <laughs> that's why Lucky Go. Cheetos is broke. Um, <laughs> <Yeah. you're>... <laughs> no <laughs> money, no bitches. Out. <laughs> bro i ain't got shoes on either <laughs> damn you really called me out like that in my, in my own house bro i'm saying you ain't even here people like that it's always they always clash with the you know the quote-unquote rational logical people and the logical thinkers or the realist you know and it's like Obviously, you know, you can't be like an airhead. You you have to at least like kind of look at things through a, okay, you know, like I can't, yeah. I want to be an astronaut. I can't just like lay in my bed all day and just be like, I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm going to be an astronaut. Like, yeah, bro, nah. you got to you gotta get up. The dream isn't chasing yeah. you. Exactly. You can have like some delusion. You can huff paint and, you know, like see stars if you, <laughs> if you really want to. <laughs> if you really don't want to get up and, you know, just want to get That's that in your bed. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, but you know, I'm never for like people just saying that's impossible. You can't do that. No, like fuck that. You can do anything you put your mind to. Anything you say, you can do. Like uh, that goes like saying shit out loud just like that is fucking power. Like you, if you say you're gonna do this, you really take the steps to do it. I believe you can fucking do it. As long as you have the goals ready. Like um, I was talking with this. Uh, I was doing this job readiness training a couple weeks ago, and one of the uh, people in there, they wanted to, they were doing their HCC classes. But they, she said that she wanted to do music, but she's she's not entirely sure about it. And it was like, fuck, go for it, you know? Like they're they're they keep keep that as the end goal. Like if you want to uh, do uh, musical technician, you know, like do audio engineering, you know, like people. There's so many people who are making mixtapes and shit like that. They need something practical. Make money while you make your personal shit. You know there there are ways to work around. There are ways yeah. to always be around what you love. You know you don't have to compromise and just have a hustle. Wendy's. Yeah. I think quickly touching back on the um, upbringing um, discussion, uh, I, I just want to point out how I think I unless unless Archie is any different, I think I'm the only person in here whose parents aren't separated. And um, oh no, I am. You, your parents are together or separated. <laughs> Oh wait, uh, I'm not going with opposites. My parents are not. Haha! Look at this fucking idiot. Oh, you have. Are you saying that you 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 have a happy household? I bet they believe it when they said wedding. You're saying you're married. Yeah, I'm not going. I'm not going that far. I'm just saying that they're still together. But but yeah, like that also has a lot to do with all of our individual upbringings. Like um, the um and i guess maybe this could be a way to segment it into um relationships or like um oh, modern yeah. modern masculinity but um how in america a lot of relationships even outside of marriages don't work because people just don't put in the effort and then when mm. it comes down to marriage people bring in all their interpersonal issues and expect their partner to fix or to be a um how do you say like a, a crutch for their issues and not actually Man. resolve them <laughs> Marriage is a huge wake-up call. 
<laughs> to to evaluate yeah. some of your own stuff. Yeah, it's one thing I've heard. Be. It really should be. Yeah, yeah the guy, they don't they don't teach yeah. people how to be good husbands and how to be good wives. Like yeah, we just kind of are expected to just take these roles up and and perform really well at them. And if you don't, then you're somewhat of a failure. Something. Which is well, insane, we're also like, expected to fit into the stereotypes of these roles. Even though nothing changed in your relationship other than now you're legally in the eyes you, as you know, one you put a ring on it. <laughs> tax purposes. Right, so tax purposes. We're all, uh, we're all dudes here, right? Like we you know Young, young bucks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, Josh identifies as Josh, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. You identify as Josh. So, like, I identify you know, as that. Dudes, like, wanted to ask because you guys are, you guys said that word, roles, stereotypes. Like, what, y'all, mm-hmm. to each of y'all, what does it mean to be a man? Ideally, or what it really is? I think Jared should talk first because he, he has some, some interesting, well, not interesting, he, but he has some um, very smart opinions on that. <laughs> Is made for this. <laughs> you flatter me too much. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Uh, I guess you could. I guess it could be both. Like, what does it ideally? What does it mean to be a man to you? I can uh, after Jared finishes. I can share what it means to be a father to to me at least. Certainly. Yeah, you got more for experience me, in all of this. For me to to be a man is to be someone that can protect what he loves, someone that can help others, which is vague, but I think that's all you really need to be to, to be considered a man in my eyes. That was great. I want to elect you for president. The way you said <laughs> that was fantastic. To be a man, you must have penis. <laughs> well, yeah. So let's, no let's, let's, other I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll tell I mean, you what, what, it, what it really needs to be a man. In, 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 a, in a perfect world. world, in a perfect world, you should just like you know, it's it's what you want to be, and that the end, like it's it's what's in your pants and who you want to be as a person. <laughs> like okay, like okay. Oh, I'm sorry, Jared. I'll let you finish real quick. But mm-hmm. I just want to say, like, even past like our definition of masculinity is our definition of being an individual like what do you value as a person what do you want to be how do you want to act do you want to be a hero or the villain of your story do you want to be the the person who brings other people up or the person who tears other people down and i don't really think that should have anything to do with masculinity or femininity but those things are going to be tied together just based on personality and our upbringing and what society can you know considers those you know those traits masculinity and fem- femininity i want to touch on that too but right so what it means to me a father you know to me i have two daughters is to me i need to be something that's unbreaking you know like no matter what you know they need to know that i got this i will solve this issue absolutely no matter what like i want to be that beacon for them of like safety of like no matter what i will be there you know and i feel like i will always be like that castle figure to them and like i need to be the perfect role model so what would my eyes as a child want to see in a man growing up you know yeah 
Or what and would like, you have liked to see in your father growing up? I think that's important too. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, we, I grew we always want to be better. We always want to either be better than our father or better than um, our, perce- our, our perception of our who our father was or who at least who they tried to be. Yeah, exactly. Like I want to be that perfect figure to them. You think that comes with like a lot of pressure? Oh, a hundred percent. But I tell you, you're almost unrealistic amount of pressure. Yeah, you're never ready for it. You don't know what's coming. And you better be ready for anything at any given time. And, um, but with the way that that I grew up. You don't want to seem unbroken to. The what? You said you don't want to seem unbroken to them on all fronts? Exactly. Like nothing will ever make me angry, nothing will ever make me sad. And I will always be understanding of any situation. An ideal stoicism. Exactly. Like, there will be nothing that you can say to make me angry. Everything you tell me, I will look at from your point of view, and I will understand you and try to relate to you in the best way that I can. And I will always still love you no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. Behave in a way that is beyond any question or any any reproach. So that any you, reasonable doubt. Your children have something that you can look up to so you, so, so they can emulate. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it's not hard to be a good person. I really feel like it's genuinely harder to be, like, an evil person. Bro, being villainy? <laughs> yeah, like, that seems just like a lot of work to me. You're putting all this extra is, work bro. and emotion it, into it's a lot of people. fucking work to be evil, man. Like you're putting, you're emotionally investing in like things that don't actually need your attention. Like there should be, there's so much work that you could do on yourself that you're wasting on the hatred of such a rudimentary subject that you know isn't actually bothering you in any way. Yeah, yeah. But I think people can also be indoctrinated to hate, um, or or at least to um, have things that they like value as. I don't know, like gross in their eyes or, or things they, they perceive as um, hurtful to them, even if it really isn't like you, like if you look at stuff like such as sexuality for a lot of people, they think that's hurting them in some way when it really is all about, you know, harmony and love and, you know, helping others. Like people only want to see the negative in things and things that they don't relate to. So like this has yeah. nothing to do with me, but you're doing it. Therefore, I don't like it. Yeah. It's my like, goddamn oh, business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think that's very hard either. Don't worry about what I'm I doing. Remember, uh, riding with my parents, and every time my mom would see somebody with a coat or a jacket and it's hot outside, she would always just get like go like on a rant. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> what does that actually have to do with you for you to get mad? <laughs> or, or, or like, I found myself even like, um, like people like who, who sag in public, like it's. It, to me, it's, like, gross, but, like, I, I've come to the point, like, why am I wasting my energy bitching about something like that? Right, like, that actually has nothing to do with you. Yeah. You have better things to invest your time and energy on, you yeah. know? <laughs> like, shit, you never know. Maybe one day people will pay you to talk. <laughs> and I'm not going to waste that fucking talk time complaining. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, some people do get paid to complain. Just look at fucking Ben Shapiro. <laughs> but he's a cuck. <laughs> gets paid to talk shit and is just still a cuck. <laughs> yeah, like Ben Shapiro's a cuck. <laughs> you started watching videos. We're aware. Months ago. Yeah. And then, okay, like, okay. I... All right. All right. Fuck Ben Shapiro. All right. Let's talk. 
I want to talk <laughs> about sexuality as a man because someone mentioned it for a second and then I was quiet and sitting over here thinking about it and formulating ideas. Now, if there's yes. one thing that I have learned in this body, man, there is like a strong draw towards being sexual. Being way too much horny. Oh, way too much horny. <laughs> That's There's... actually Bro, bussy is okay sometimes. What do you talk what <laughs> wait Jared, what are we gonna say? So um I, I figured we we're gonna talk about, you know, masculinity and, and, and stuff like that. And there is a um there's a woman who for one whole year she went through voice training, posture training, acting to live as a man for a year. And one of the things she pointed out was the difference between female and male sexuality and how for, for women, it's like a mindset you get into to be sexy. Mm-hmm. But for men, it's more of this, it's an urge. It, it's yeah. not something that, sure, it feels good, but you don't go into it like actively seeking pleasure. It's just something that you feel like you need to do. She, she described going to strip clubs like no one there was really happy about it. It's just that they something they had to do. She could never really get into it, even Gotta though like that horny off. She she was a lesbian, so she she felt attracted to the women that were dancing and stuff, but she felt no like pleasure from it, and she she felt like she could never really bridge that gap between female sexuality and male sexuality, and how for us it's just something that you just need to do. Silence, wench. I no <laughs> longer want to be horny. <laughs> I want to be happy. It's always pressing, like pushing you to go talk to to a girl, pushing you to like dress nicer, pushing you to. Like act, male act instinct male, is weird. Like, yeah, act more masculine. I always thought of it. Just monkeys, bro. Monkey. It's always one of our basis desires. Is like you know, sex and food and stuff. So it seems I, like an evolutionary thing. Like yeah. With um, for yeah, for um, for women, they like they there's this thing in them. Maybe they have to be, um, very uh, selective, and that's why. Uh, nobody uh, texts me back, and then like for for guys, it's it's like um, um, they always have to be ready for like whenever a girl's in heat, you know. And and it's like they're just like it's not like oh okay you're ready you're ready okay all right that's great because I've been I've been ready since I was like in, uh, six years old. I mean, like the introduction of like gender, I think made it easier for people to do that, you know. Yeah, because people, you know, the difference between gender and sexuality, I think. You know, for me, at least um, recently, I've, you know, come to kind of a um, self-realization or, or, you know, like introspection about like where I am sexually, like what I want to be, what I want for in a partner. And like, I guess that kind of led me to like polyamory, like being okay with loving more than one person and like outside of just base sexual urges, like you don't have to always be horny and you still can value forging loving connections with more than one person because that's what life is about really is loving people it isn't it, like I, I think for me personally at least it's not about loving just one person because you never go through life loving just one person and if you're a special kind of person that has a lot of love in your heart or that understands love in a very particular way you should be able to you know share that with you know as many people as you as you please you uh just recently started uh started like feeling this way and i feel like you haven't really really talked about it you know yeah like, i'm still figuring it up. out 
I'm still figuring out what exactly I want in other people. Like, is it that I want to be with someone who has a different, different interests that shares different interests with me than a partner that I already have? Or is it that I want a different kind of physical intimacy with someone that I don't get out of a partner that I have? Like, say one person's more of a touchy-feely person, one is kind of more of a, a more reserved person. Is that, is that, is it wrong to want to be with both of those types of people because you're attracted to both of those types of people? Well, you may have uh, just multiple ways of receiving affection. Like people yeah. have people love languages. With, yeah, love languages. Yeah. But I think that you should uh, focus on uh, that. Um, do you do you believe in like that feeling that whenever you see um, a person that you're really interested in, like that you're in love with, or just have like that strong emotional connection with, you know, um, and and you and it's it's undefinable, but you can you can feel it. Uh, it's almost um, not like love at first sight, but just like that strong, that strong, strong connection. Cool. And they can, you can see it with anybody, anybody who's, say, if they're, if they're just like a bookworm, they're, they're very quiet. Or even if they're um, very just like out there, you know, mm-hmm. I, That's... go ahead, I've Micah. tried to like understand that feeling of what it feels like to be, to what, what love feels like, at least to me. Like it, it's like being. It's like perfectly fitting inside of like a mold, and you you just like realize like this fits perfectly right, and you're just like in the right time in the right. You know? mm-hmm. To be able to synchronize with somebody on you know different levels, yeah. and for them to understand you. you. Well, you I mean, that's why. Like body that's why I think like marriage is such a like. I was know, just about to ask you because you like, how does that feel to you? Like, you I feel like it's it's a loyalty beyond like what you can really explain. You know, mm-hmm. my relationship with my wife, it's like we're to the point where we're just at the most comfortable with each other, and like. To get it to that point, there's like a huge mountain that you need to climb. Like huge, like because you can be like you know perfect with each other, right? Yeah. In every single way, but like once you start living with each other, mm-hmm. then they'll see the real you. <laughs> there's still a relationship that needs to be fostered and nurtured. Yeah, exactly. Like you just dating, seeing each other. That's that, that's just the beginning. You know, a relationship is like this is supposed to be your life partner. Mm. and if you can't be like comfortable with your life partner then like that's not somebody that you should be with like i feel like to me love is like being at the most comfortable at the most accepting like like she could say like some nasty ass shit like damn bro i found a a booger in my nose or some shit i don't know in my butt. <laughs> yeah, I found a booger in my butt, and then and then you'd be like, "Damn, let me check my butt," and then you check your butt. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like if we that's found a booger in y'all's butt. It would be each other's boogers. In your yeah, butt. and the then even movie. that, you see, like that's even like some a good example of that. Even though it sounds kind of nasty. Yeah, <laughs> like being cool. able to like have that kind of understanding. Hey, could you could you pop that pimple on my back? Sure, babe. Whatever you need. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and like. <laughs> It's just a level of intimacy and understanding of each other that you have of each other. Like, you pretty much know what your partner is going to say, and you 
like if she says, "Hey, you can you bring me some?" Hmm. <laughs> yeah. You already know what she's gonna say. My bad. My bad. I got a fucking phone call. Oh, oh, well, that 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 worked. You just you you didn't even say the thing, and uh, it sounded like you like you already knew what she was gonna say right before she said. Uh, what she was, yeah, like um, translated pretty asked. well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's uh, good though. Uh, that's exactly why I won't eat ass until I'm married because it has to be Archie bro you haven't missed all night bro oh my god okay okay but back to back to like strict sexuality I think there's also the conversation that men are very comfortable talking about sex and women are as well but in our society when we think about women talking about sex it's kind of like that conservative reaction like um those aren't things that women should be talking about those are those are very recent conversations that have only been happening since like the suffragette area era era like it's the same out. thing with like masturbation toys yeah but like the opposite yeah, yeah. So and like, like and then like the it, free love era in the 60s when those things became acceptable <laughs> to talk about in the social setting yeah like yeah. like a, a woman can talk about her vibrator all day but like, God forbid, a man have a pussy suck for five thousand. <laughs> okay, but on ironically, that this, but on, on, on pussy. ironically, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, five thousand dollars to get the pussy sucked. Better be some high quality. Mouth. Talking about it, but yeah, the thing about society is like, y'all have these uh, societal norms that have been drilled into us, not just as little boys, but even. I mean, there's no women here, but girls have like you know we've all been uh we've all learned this stuff we've all been taught this stuff we've all been shown this stuff like uh fucking you know we women are emotional right but like you know you you go uh you walk in a place a school or or maybe a subway station or something and you see a woman crying and you you know you feel something right but yeah what if you walked in to a room and you just see bawling his eyes out like crying i'd probably feel more that, that but for a lot of people feel that's uncomfortable a actually and i know that that well, would make it, yeah it's just probably women it's the reactions are different oh yeah everybody it's, it's has a lot about how we value that also is about masculinity it's about a lot how we value men's uh emotion emotional states like you know this the stoicism we were talking about earlier where um men as boys are kind of raised to you know suck it up Keep a straight face. Walk what are you show. crying for? Yeah, like pussy. Yeah. I know you ain't crying. Yeah, yeah, pussy, faggot. Yeah. That, that kind when of I, when I brought up stoicism, when I brought stoicism, is that? Oh. oh no, go ahead. People, but is that bravado or see, toxic masculinity? Well, well, because the thing is about stoicism is is people will have it when they say stoicism, they think of this unflinching, unmoving person, and that is a part of stoicism. But stoicism doesn't mean you never feel. Stoicism means that when you're approaching a situation, when you approach a situation, you need to focus. You can take all the information in and process it yes. in a calm manner to see everything. Yes, it does that's... not mean you're unaffected by no. anything that you see. Okay, 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 okay. Let me explain that. Okay, so I have that exact feeling towards anything that I do. So, like, if something scares me, the only thing I feel is my heart drop, but I won't exactly feel the fear, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I just see what's going on in front of me and I'm just like, okay, let's deal with that. 
it's never like flight, oh fuck <laughs> so like oh this is something new or oh this is this is something so new. like the adrenaline is there right but it just doesn't feel like an immediate reaction the adrenaline just feels like okay i'm let's go <laughs> do you do you use that adrenaline like do you just jump into it you're like yeah let's go it's motivational and, it, it, yeah exactly so it's like it, it's something like that only triggers like during the fight or flight instinct you know like when something catches you by surprise or like in a stressful situation so like you know let's say you're the boss of a company and one of your employees crashes one of your cars what do you do right you can either be pissed the fuck off and like yell at him or you can just suck it up and deal with it yeah you got a nut up <laughs> yeah you know and like to a lot of people that'll piss them off like and they'll be like, oh fuck that dude i'll fucking fire him but it's like, is that really going to help you? Yeah. Manliness is about having compassion as well as, you know, strength. It's just well, a level of, it's a level of understanding. Yeah. That's something new that we've seen in our culture, like with, um, with, uh, the, the, the idea of side nigga hours. Is and about boys. To, like that, like that, that whole, um, my buddy, uh, Charles, like he's, um, he's like one of the, like, toughest dudes i know and but he engages in sad nigga hours and it's like oh you i never knew that you had like even like girl problems you know until until like, like 12 at night like we're riding through the fucking highway listening to post malone and it's like this is when this is when those that vulnerability comes out <laughs> it's, it's like a um it's like it's almost like a safe space and and it's you have to ask like a safe space from where because like now the ladies are like ladies like they like vulnerability you know like uh, most guys like unless they're like they grew up in that tough like we crying for type type thing it's like they don't mind you know so what, like, yeah. what what's what's the safe space all about or like what yeah. are you hiding from basically if you're like a, from... a 25 year old man who's afraid of yeah. like having emotional connections with his fellow man it's like that mm -hmm. shit's gay why am i going to connect with <laughs> with men yeah, that's there's a, there's a, I say there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons why we it, hide, we have a lot hide of, our emotions. It's a lot of insecurity. Yeah, is what it is, and like fear of not being accepted. Yeah, I, I also think that um, you were talking about a safe space, and Red mentioned security. I feel like uh, I don't want to generalize all women, but I think there's a like a great deal of women that their ideal their idea of what a man is their idea of what it is is just super mm -hmm. secure like strong stoic almost like robotic so mm -hmm. uh, i feel what like else? society as a whole when men that... and women would know how to deal with an emotional man because like you said that idea of an emotional man is is kind of new like you don't just you, know, you don't walk into a place and just see a man like crying you, you usually don't see that it has to do with like a lot of disney princess uh disney princess movies <laughs> um, that, uh, social engineering yeah when that, like... when that woman oh go ahead um so when, when that woman was disguising herself as a man for a year she tried out dating and she wanted to approach dating how she would see uh, as like the women's a woman's ideal so she approached the um, dating as a very sensitive guy, touched their emotions, a little like, a little more like like weaker. And what she found was that even though that seemed to be the ideal, it was very ineffective. Um, well, big surprise. She, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. Well, okay. See, I mean, you, you see, it's like yeah, big surprise. But for a woman, that may be a big surprise because often yeah. what they see as the problems of men is that they're always so tough. 
and that they're, they're, no, they're never vulnerable. But then when a man actually tries that, it doesn't work because it's actually not the ideal you want for a partner. It's just yeah. like this disconnect on what you think you want in a guy than what you actually do. Often what she found was that we, like um, when she would tell them that she was a woman, they'd switch their entire emotional spectrum on what they thought because like they were very cold and distant to the person and they knew that in the mm-hmm. situation they had all the power that they could really just shut this guy down pretty quickly it's a yeah. but once they found out it was a woman it became a lot more you know neutral territory a lot more even i saw that about... exact same thing on like twitter oh with they, this, yeah. Uh, yeah with like another probably uh lesbian woman who was like approaching um or, or at least like now that i am like you know kind of fully sexually awoken as a woman who's going for other women i realized a lot of the problems that my male friends would talk to me about are like completely true when it comes to approaching women or trying to date women or talking to women online or in person a lot of those complaints are shared now that a lot of people are like realizing that yeah, you nice. know when you're barking up the rock tree there's just <laughs> sense if you've, if you've been at it long enough you just know when it's a lost cause like when they're just they are not interested some guys can't pick up that cue but you can smell it (laughs) so you'll know it on like the third text it's like all right (laughs) you'll know well guess i'm done with this one (laughs) guess i got my hope going back i have no problem oh no go ahead sorry no no you go ahead (sighs) (laughs) all right guys i do have to get off i have work in the morning Oh, man, uh, thanks for kicking it with us, though. Yeah, Thank for you. sure. I don't even know the time limit. Like, I don't know how long we've been on. Probably about like an hour and a half, uh, I think. Almost an hour and a half. It'd be an hour and a half in 20 minutes. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Oh, it's just 11.25, too. Uh, all right, man, I know thanks, you guys. Thanks, Stefan. Gator Red. Have a good night, man. Good luck at work. Hey, man, peace. All right, peace. Be easy. All right, back to talking about Women. <laughs> well, talking so like, like when talking, talking about, women. Talking about uh, like men's emotions and why we and why we hold them up. Going back to the idea of stoicism, it's that it often um, uh, bounces off the idea of stoicism. We see when we see stoic a stoic person, we believe they are unemotional. We don't want to be emotional because that means we're not being stoic. But or also, like sure. you guys pointed out, that like sharing is like gay. Like to, to, to show because emotions are a more feminine trait, when a guy shows it and any guy is somewhat feminine, we immediately assume or have a negative interpretation that they are homosexual. Yeah. That we have linked so clearly heterosexuality with masculine features that any breaking of the mold immediately lends to the fact that you are not heterosexual. So, in order, and, and like that's that can be seen from a very early age, like early as middle school. Yeah. Before middle school, like kids act very similar in terms of social relationships. You know, they hug, hold hands, things like that. But once you get in middle school, right around puberty, a little before puberty, right around puberty, is a quick divide in that like that's no longer okay. We don't do that anymore. Guys don't hold hands. Guys don't hug it out. Guys don't talk about the feelings. It's just not something we do. That's particularly an American thing though, because in other countries like Asia, that's perfectly still acceptable up until you know, and well into. Uh, adulthood you know like in india china men still hold hands and stuff but i think but here you know talking about americans it also goes into like what we how we treat boys and girls like you know toddlers and stuff like um boys we're kind of more i don't know at least 
in my upbringing or like you know seeing how people adults treat chilled young boys it's like you you're kind of like oh you you're gonna like girls one day or blah 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 you're gonna have to um learn about like your own body and stuff like that but to girls to talk about like future relationships it's it's really creepy like if you if you say uh, about how girls are gonna get married and have a little boyfriend in middle school and high school it's really fucking creepy and it should just be as creepy to talk about those things with young boys in my opinion to like kind of put those expectations of relationships mm-hmm. and romanticism uh, and even sexuality in the heads of young men it's like how what micah said earlier it's, it's all society you're pushed to like Hey, go talk to that girl over there. Hey, yeah. what are you doing over here? Yeah. You need to dress better. You need to like blah blah blah. You know, I don't see you around here with no girls. You gay or some shit? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I said that was like the the male drive, like to make you want to do that. But yeah, I mean, difference. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a debater. Yeah, like like sometimes you like 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 I'm a guy. Sometimes you just get horny. Yeah. You don't know why. You didn't see anything. But it's like, dang, you know, I really, really need to look at something right now. I feel it's like, like uh, you're in class, power, you're just in class, power, you get hard, and it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, <laughs> Everybody's really? had that. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, in middle school, it's like, yeah. it's like that the meme about, like, when the teacher calls you up to the front of the class, would you have a boner or something? Yeah. It's yeah. like, that's, someone, that's something at least everyone has had an experience with if they're a man. It, it's mm-hmm. like weird, out-of-place puberty boners or something in public. But I'd say it's a little different from what we what, what you were describing, with the um, the pressure to like get a girlfriend from yeah. a very young age. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like how we treat kids definitely shows what we value as a society. For women, we value them to be behaved, silent, um, just a lot more mature than boys. And but boys, we want them to be like you know, a little more immature. <clears throat> However, we still put pressures on them to have um, heterosexual relationships. Uh, responsibility and then we also push them to not start to like to hold in their emotions from a very young age yeah and then and then when that like past puberty though then it becomes like boys and men who are very uh promiscuous are seen as you know good job champ or keep slaying that puss king but women who are (laughs) but but but, like women and girls who are promiscuous in high school (laughs) <laughs> who are promiscuous yeah. in like high school and young and young womanhood? They're they're sluts, they're whores, but they're engaging in that same behavior or sleeping with the same amount of people that men their their age are. But you know that stigma of um, you know, you know being a loose woman. Yeah. I've had to talk to like... many a person about the the, hip, the hypocrisy between yeah our, our male friends and our female friends and how like for guys it's it's like yo like 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 in college we called it a, a gear score. That we called it or a body count how like yeah body count how many how many different women we slept with well you said and man, for kind of north i don't listen, listen bro, northerners I, I, went to, I went to school in boston totally <laughs> different culture i could talk for hours about what it's like being northeast Where are i remember you now? told but me no no i, grandpa I, I Jared, Jared, got a I wicked high you, body count you told me one time about you were talking with some girls from like the um the fu- like you know Midwest or something about how like boys in their school would have like dick measuring contests and they would talk of you guys about that in Boston and how that's just insane like the, the different American cultures <laughs> that boy groups yeah. of boys have <laughs> yeah it's it, it, like like what yeah she was saying like uh, she was like a very like small school where there was like 
20 kids in like a whole school and that oh, they, like, they would all change together and stuff and then the guys would literally just have like the contests like out and about circle jerk <laughs> <laughs> real life circle jerk that term is real for a reason gosh that's what it, yeah. that's what it means to be a man that's <laughs> jesus but, but again people and also a little side note that was considered not gay at all to them yeah yeah like yeah. actually yeah like, like in a different social circle just actually bonding looking with the at homies. each other each other's penises and going okay yours is a little bigger than mine but i beat tony over there so like you've got like a whole scale like that's not gay at all but like then you're, you're, like you go somewhere else a longer but mine's definitely thicker girthier it's like we are so fragile we have little barriers next to urinals that just but, in case our yeah. eyes happen to wander we still have no chance of looking over i like my roommates uh we had one bathroom and i asked them like if i'm showering leave the door unlocked that way if you need to use restroom you can go in while i'm showering and I said the only way we're be, we're seeing a penis is if both of us wants to. I don't want to see a penis, so as long as you <laughs> want to see a penis, that's not gonna happen. And they still never came in, absolutely not. And I kept telling I think, them like, I, I think... do not want to see you guys. You just okay, go in okay, and okay. use the restroom. We're good. But Jared, I think my thing is it's about personal space and privacy. Like if I'm taking a shower, you better not fucking come in the bathroom, regardless. Like I don't care who you are. Okay, that's that. True. true. He will do that. But my cat knows how to just ram his head into doors and open them. <laughs> yeah. My dog uh, does that. I'll be taking a shit and then like in the hallway upstairs that connects, you know, my parents' room to my my bedroom, and then you know, the bathroom's in the middle of that hallway. And like the dog will just open the room while I'm sitting on the pot. Parents are both in bed just looking at me taking a shit. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, I get personal space, right? But when it's you know, share a bathroom with my roommate, yeah, or I get piss that. in one of our cups and throw it away. I feel like there's a really easy answer to choose, and they chose the other one. Did they do that? They, at one point, <laughs> like yes. in a Gatorade bottle. Be, be, no, no, in a nice glass cup. <laughs> what the fuck? And like, like an actual like, piece like the fine, of like the fine silverware and, and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, the dinnerware. Yeah, like, like the, yeah, like they just peed in it, dumped it out, and like, well, this is gone. This is broke. This is bad now. They threw it away. And I was like, you could have <laughs> walked in and peed. And it's avoid a great all that. establishment kind of thing. They just do anything but clean dishes. It was like, like, what was his response to you just saying you could have done something else? Like, like no, man, I'm not gonna share. I'm not going to share when you're in there. And I, I, I was like, I was getting so mad. I was like, what are you talking? Like, you just peed in a cup and threw it away. Because you didn't want to go in the restroom when I'm showering? Like, could it's like pee. I'm like, if you can't so hold it, step. just pee in the restroom of the toilet. Or as well. Um, we could have just went outside. Yeah. In front we, on, we on the college the lawn. Floor. Yeah. <laughs> Out the but, window. I mean, we got here because we're talking about sexuality. But, like, those yeah. same people that, like, we compare body counts with, like, girls would, again, seem slutty. Like, it was so easy to apply the slut term to a girl because she slept around. But I... I don't know. It, like, isn't sex fun, guys? Doesn't it feel good? Like, what's the what's the whole? Well, yeah, it's like what's the whole body. Well, your brother, your brother has some very interesting opinions. You know, we've talked about this one day. Again, I was I was going to avoid mentioning who was. But, but, no, no, but yes, no, no, you know no, why? But okay, but okay, it's, no, no, it's, it's it's funny. It's funny. No, just listen, listen. Because the that's the other thing is, what do different men consider air quotes slutty or whorish behavior, whether it's men or women? I think it's anybody who doesn't wrap it up. Or just leaves leads a super dangerous life, and will fuck yeah. anyone with uh you know with a pussy or, or a penis. They'll just you know doesn't care, don't doesn't don't matter to them. Or I, think, I think that that kind of, that's the kind of person who I would call a slut is someone who 
just has no regards for personal hygiene, sexual hygiene, I should say. Florida like, man. Couple, well, I, mean, I, I, I call them almost criminal. Like, if you had, if you don't care about sexual hygiene, but are willingly going out and having sex with people, I'd say like you have no decency for other people, no image. Yeah. Because like that's that's just spreading disease. Yeah. Well, like, we, I got we know every time Americans I have no qualms about when spreading disease chaos, in this too. day and age. Americans have no fucking qualms about spreading disease. We are plague rats. <laughs> Dude, this one time I was um, I was uh in the middle of this one night stand, and I was about to. You know, I got the deal done, you know, in the girl's room, was about to slip it in, and I got out a, a, a condom, and, and she was like, oh, no, you don't have to do that. I was like, what? Like, you're like I don't, I don't know. Right, you know? And he, exactly, and I was like, don't fall for it, son. Don't, don't fall for it. <laughs> That's the devil tempting you. <laughs> it's like, as soon as you say that, you hear the fucking ringtone from Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> like, like, this is a tactic. <laughs> Uh, earlier that night, we were talking about uh, body counts, and um, I was like, small. I got no problem mentioning it. Like, it was four, you know, like four, four total right now, three then. And uh, she's like, really? You know, and I was like, all right, what's yours? Like, give a shit, but what's yours? And she was like, I honestly, I lost count. And I, uh, looking back, like, the, she was like a special case. I think she's going to be a stripper right now, so she's a special case. But like, in general, like, the wrong with that. Uh, guys, like, because because girls can get it so readily like think about like whenever you're like you're late at night you're like oh you're you think like oh hey I, i'd love to like have sex with somebody right now you know you go i'm uh, horny <laughs> and, and yeah i need some <laughs> i need some pussy right now go, I want <laughs> but 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 that's the thing yeah it's like you have to it's like guys work a lot like disproportionately hard to get pussy you know, like exactly. on average than women work to get penis like a girl exactly. if oh, she really oh, okay she was, well Okay, well, like this, this is big, is, it's, it's a big difference. Men, but this is us talking as men. I'm talking big as a man. Course. So if, Still, if I'm, I mean... if if I'm talking like if I'm talking to a girl and like I really want to like have sex with her, that's like a point that I usually have to work up to and like have to you know like get, earn her trust or at least at this at that point like you know we both have to you know be on the same page about like our sexuality. But if it's like you know a woman, it's like you know do you are you are you down for like a one-night stand or something oh nine out of ten guys are probably gonna say yes in your own example you mentioned how you had to like wine and dine a girl right well you know that yeah. girl was all in the same situation you were like sure like if, if women really really wanted to just go out and have sex all they wanted to they could just go out and have sex all they wanted to but it's a lot more at risk than that. Like there is yeah. an idea of like consent and danger. Yeah. Like she was yeah. also like waiting to see if she wanted to have sex with you. She also probably yeah. wanted sex, but she also didn't yeah. want to just go out and just go like fuck a random guy. She yeah, wanted to see. Plenty of if, girls if will make a... it known to yeah, you that crazy. they. Well, okay. Like I, she I've probably had... wanted to see if you were dangerous or not. I've I've had it on like several occasions. Like a woman who'll be like, um. I'm I, like after having a conversation with you, I've realized that you're the kind of person I want to sleep with. It's like you know, it is a, a definitely like a respect that? thing. No, no, okay, not exactly, but it's like oh. um, okay, okay, like, it's like wow, that's very forward. No, no, I'd like one, to one, have a serious discussion. All right, review your performance, and we're One example being, um, like the first time I like first or second date, I was with um Nakia, my current girlfriend. Um, she, she was like, uh, you know, she, we talked about stuff, we got serious adult topics and stuff. And like, maybe the th- second or third date, 
I went to her house and we were like making out on the couch and she was like, do you want to have like, I can't remember exactly how it went, but she was like, I was in the mood. Uh, we were both in the mood, but I was like, how about next time? And like, she was, um, what was where she, she was glad that I respected her in a way that I wouldn't just fuck her. Like, cause she wanted me to, or like on the third date or whatever. It's like that. I respected her body enough to like, say, let's wait till we're a little more intimate or something or that. until I know you a little better or something like that. That's kind of, that's a yeah. lot of good. That's a lot of, uh, you have a lot of restraint. Sure. Was that, was that, um, uh, was that a, a, a tactic? Is that, is, is that is that something that you, you say? I, like I can't even remember. I can't even remember that night exactly because that was like seven months ago. We've been together for like seven months now. But that's mm. and then and then even in the, even then I don't exactly remember t- turning her down. But she brought it up to me later as a point of respect, saying how she liked that I um, respected her in that way. So like it might not have even been something I had done intentionally, but he, regardless, she was happy to see that I could respect her as a person and her body in that way. It did definitely show some depth because, like, I truly believe that a lot of girls have like guys like if they like to say if they send like a, a, a provocative picture on Instagram, like there's a a crew of meatheads that are like, oh fuck yeah, yeah, and then like if it was with if they were with that girl, it'd be like he's like, oh, you want to have sex? He's like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, you know, like that's what I, that's what I'm here for, you know, like mm-hmm. it, like you show like you show like some depth as as a person and. That's, a higher um, class of gentlemen. <laughs> tip the hat to the sir. Oh God, please! <laughs> you flatter me, dear dear sir. <laughs> I think as Americans uh, we have a big stick shoved up our ass about yep, sex. Yep. We have like we don't like talking. Like okay, so like 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 on TV we can't really show a nipple. This is a guy's nipple. Uh, we don't talk about sex with people. Like I know it, it was such a, it was such a, like a crazy idea when I told my like my family that like yeah when my daughter is like you know seventeen maybe sixteen and we have a conversation about sex you know give her some condoms I'll say you know it'll just be quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's like you go like, Americans are I'll give so you hyper violent, but when it comes to sex, it is it's just so taboo. We can we can go to the cinema, see a flick about a lad blowing off heads and shit. But when it comes to sex, um, that gives the movie an R rating, whereas blowing people's heads off is just like PG thirteen. And then like even, even then, and even then, when it comes to like sex and movies, like for an R rating, you don't see a lot, and it's maybe a super short mm-hmm. scene, maybe maybe like a half a minute or something, and like you know you see light ass boobs, maybe you, you'll never see penis, you'll never see penis in like an R rated movie, really. Like super rarely, at least from from movies I've seen. Would you ever they fight says... like to see the penis? Is that was that what I was looking for? So like, <laughs> oh, this this. <laughs> I, 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 I never really been starving to see a penis. I feel like as the owner of one, I, I got a pretty good handling on the thing. Yeah, but I, it's just you know the the opinions <laughs> on nudity in film. It, it's very one sided. I, I should say, I guess. It's this a lot is of a classic perspective on sex in, in popular movies, and it just warps everyone's. Yeah. Like, look at Fifty Shades of Grey. It's like, I remember women's complaints in the first movie. There was there was no penis, and there was only just, like, female nudity. And the movie was about, like, a BDSM daddy and everything, but there was no penis. And I was like, uh, what a lot of women, like, supposedly went there to see. Because, you know, yeah, women... Yeah, the, the book is erotica. Yeah, yeah. But, and again, and for that 
movie to be an R-rated film about, uh, literally about sex, to have no male nudity even strikes me as pretty fucking strange, you know? Yeah. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was rated know, R for what? Male Chris nudity word? isn't very Hollywood. Like, there's not many ways you can dress up. It's not glamorous. Like Penises are pretty ugly, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Dicks see, are gross. I've only <laughs> seen one penis in a movie, and it was from that movie Hall Pass. And there's a scene where they go to, like, I think it's like a public gym. And, like, I think it's like Owen Wilson, I think is the main character. And he, he falls Yo. down. And this, this like big black guy comes up and he has like this, you know, this huge penis, like, like, like all around him. And the joke is, as he's trying to help Owen Wilson up, his penis is getting really, really close to his face. And that's the, <laughs> that's the only time I've seen a penis in a movie. And it's, I think and it, it was, was a joke. Of, it, was a, it was something like, I can oh. think of. Big dick at the same time. Like, two, um, like, he was like, ah. Like that one's really small and gross. But that one's really like, huge and intimidating. He's like, he's he's trying to like um, see who who wants to help him up. Mm-hmm. And again, like the... it's like the, the the like the male nudity is only seen as like it's, it uses comedic. a gag. And again, yeah, it still comedic. it still plays in that thing of like, whoa, another dick is like super gay. Want to be nowhere near another dick, even though I'm getting helped up from like falling. It's like yeah. ah, no nah, no, nah, nah, dick's too close to me, buddy. I'll stay on the ground. Well, these these are very modern opinions. If you go back like ancient Greece, everybody was just you know dicks out, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's it's really funny how our views as a society go back and forth over centuries when it comes to specifically probably sex and sexuality, like how things can be pretty acceptable in these huge empires hundreds of years ago, but then you know in our contemporary industrialized society. These things are still really taboo in parts of the world that are considered like, you know, um, you, you know, the main parts of society. I don't know if that will ever change, but I feel like we are getting to a point where it's becoming more and more and more and more just cool to talk about it. But is that a modesty thing or a social thing? Because there's still a lot of people who say even what we have now is too much like penis gags or light female nudity in major films. Wap. Yeah, be- yeah, stuff like that. It's like the modesty police who are no better than fucking ISIS complaining about... Well, that's well, a hyper. That's a hyper. That's, okay. that's, that's no, hyper. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. Like let me explain that. One. Let me explain that. Because you get... There, there are Christian sects like Westboro Baptist Church and the evangelicals in America aren't all that different from conservative Isra- um, Islamic people. Obviously, they're not fucking religious extremists like ISIS, like but you can still there's a lot of fucking similarities to be shared between evangelicals and like conservative Islamic people when it comes to like you know morality and stuff. Like Iranian um, modest, uh, modesty laws, I wouldn't say are so different from the shit that people here in the South would like to see. Real thinker that one, huh? No, I, don't, I mean, sure. Uh, sure. I still want to call him. I still want to call him like you know ISIS. I think. I mean, I, like, like, yeah. Such a direct comparison is not really fair. Yeah, they were both very conservative in their views of. Sex. But at the same time, the KKK is basically the same as ISIS. But we make in America, we make a distinction. Those things aren't the same. White, white, uh, right wing t- uh, extremists aren't terrorists, but uh, like brown right-wing uh, extremists are terrorists so that, that's the, definition basically of ter- the crux of my point 
And Amer- the definition of terrorist is is highly. It just depends on who's in power. Yeah. Amer- Remember, Antifa are terrorists. Terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. But that but that's basically why my point is that the KKK are the same as ISIS when it comes to religious extremism. Huh. A lot of points were being thrown. Yeah, around. I feel like there will always be. Uh... You you mentioned uh, Watt is is it still like if it's not the number one song in the country it's up there so what like WAP? I think is I just couldn't be, give a shit let let people who want to listen to it listen to it I might not enjoy that type of music and I might not even ever listen to the song outside of like hearing it on the radio or whatever the fuck or having it shown to me. But that doesn't mean I'm like I'm gonna advocate for its banning or saying that it's it's a sign for the moral degradation of society, like some people seem to think. I think WAP uh, forwards cap and culture kind of because um to, to the 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 amount of ladies listening to WAP out of that hundred percent, there's at least fifty who don't have <laughs> you know who don't have it. It's the same as if you go to like a hood party and everybody's singing the baby. But not everybody's really about that shit, you know. It's it's, it's the same. I like it on the internet, bro. That's what music's all about. Most of it is just it's just pageantry and and just yeah. role playing. And, and yeah, I feel like musicians uh, are no different than actors good. in my mind. Just like love songs, pretending you know love is the fucking greatest thing of all time. You know, rap songs pretending like they're the fucking the richest or whatever. They're the coolest. Oh, you, you fall in it, love? Man. That's pretty I think nothing but the art of talking shit. <laughs> like that, um, that, you, so, you know that. So, little... do it, Josh. Make, make my twisted uh, fantasy then, since it's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that, um, I hate, I hate the, I hate the pageantry of it. I like the real. I like or love reality because um you know like the that dude uh, Lil Tekka you know don't know too much about the guy but I know that he he's not about like everything that's it's music is art tell a story you know even if you like even if you like the the vibe of like the trap music or something make make it you know about like you cooking tortinas pizza rolls you know if that's really what your life is if you're fucking bored but just make it sound great you know people are gonna, still gonna listen to it because. The people who are listening to the other like gangbang and shit, they they work at Kinkos and shit. You know, that's why like that's why Bruno Mars made the lazy song. <laughs> is that, is that like the the story behind it? Well, I mean, I I just like the based on the lyrics, he's like sitting in the home, jerking yeah, off, watching like TV. Don't, yeah, don't feel like doing anything. It's like yeah, that's pretty relatable. I feel like he just wrote that on in his in his fucking chonies, dude. I feel like art is art. It can come from realism. It could come from. So, so there's a story behind it. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the story is that it's realistic, it's relatable. I don't think it's necessary. I mean, the story is that it's something every anybody can relate to. It's like, yeah, I've been on the couch, fucking watching TV in my undies, doing whatever, having just chilling. <clears throat> he fucked too many models and snorted too many lines, and it was just tired. He, remember, he got arrested. That guy for is that? like me and Gabe were talking about it. Like that guy is like hella talented, and he. No one, uh, he doesn't have any real controversy. 
I mean, it was that drug thing, like, a lot yeah. of years ago, but that was it. Like, he just laughed yeah. it off, and no one cared. Like, he's... Yeah, I mean, I, I really like Bruno Mars. Talent. Yeah, he's just a good artist. He's unproblematic. He's fucking... That, yeah. That's that's the bare minimum nowadays, is being unproblematic. <laughs> yeah. Is he married? Or is he, like, just slanging... Just slanging I mean, Bruno Mars? I feel like, for most male um, artists or celebrities, um, marriage isn't really something until your career starts to sputter out. Just think about Johnny Depp. <laughs> I don't like to think about no, he, he's his wife, uh, Jessica, Jessica Caban. Oh, well, what's no. the it's Johnny Depp? I know this this controversy right now about like um allegedly he he had, like assaulted his wife or something. Um, no, she no, assaulted him. No, well, no, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. But, like she said, she pulled the Uno reverse on him, and she said that he was like drinking and he's doing drugs. But uh, she was the one who like assaulted him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she really put him through hell. Yep. Oh, you hear? Um, it really goes to it really goes to show how we as a society view again masculinity in men when so quick we are to believe that Johnny Depp assaulted someone, but then when it's revealed that in reality he didn't, and that he in fact assaulted himself, he was a victim. People on yeah. both people on both genders, you know, argue against the reality, saying that one, no, like like. She still was probably assaulted by him, and it's a cover up, or that you know he couldn't really be assaulted because he's a guy. Yeah, well, that's the same thing. It's yeah. like it's not rape if it's against a man. That's still a point that we hear, or uh, unfortunately, and there's a lot of sitting um, U.S. senators and uh, Congress people um, whose party affiliation I will not say, but you already know that say um, it's not it's not rape if she's get gets wet or like if she, uh, she's enjoying it or something like that kind of bullshit. Just saying that. And and still having a career? I don't know. I'm not a politician. (laughs) Shit. Hey, man. Well, uh, how long have we been on? Probably uh, an hour and a half, maybe. Nah. Somebody said that like like a lot of minutes ago. Probably within two hours, I guess. Close to two hours. It was an hour and a half at eleven thirty-five. Someone said. Yeah, I, so I think so. we, we started about uh, about 11, about ten forty-five. Uh, uh, like nine forty-five, nine fifty, something like that. Yeah, we were supposed to start at nine, but like I was super Our, rusty. We all joined. I had it like we all joined up anyway. Oh, oh, okay. I, I found the post I was talking about for a while. Um. Clayton Anything? Williams, Republican in Texas. Rape is kind of like the weather. If it's inevitable, relax and enjoy it. Todd Aiken, Republican Whoa. Missouri. If it's legitimate rape, the female body has ways to try and shut the whole thing down. Rick oh, Santorum, uh, Republican uh, Pennsylvania. Rape victims should make the best out of a bad situation. Richard Mordock, Republican uh, Indianapolis. Uh, even when life begins in that horrible situation of rape, it is something God intended to happen. Jody Laudenberg, Republican, Texas. In the emergency room, when they have what's called rape kits, where women can just get cleaned out. Uh, Lawrence Lockman, Republican. We don't um, gotta keep reading this out. I think we get the gist. This, this is the last yeah. one. The last one. Last one. If a woman has the right to an abortion, why shouldn't a man be free to use his superior strength to force himself on a woman? At least the rapist's pursuit of sexual freedom God. doesn't, in most case cases result in anyone's death these are real he, fucking quotes he, from he didn't so he, say that so he's he's so he went he really he went a, 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 in front of the whole world and went pro-rape <laughs> yeah dude. yeah what? it's yeah. fucking insane 
He's anti-abortion and pro-rape. Pro-lifers yeah, will make any bullshit claim to support their their fucking pro-life thing. Doesn't matter. I think, I, like, like when it comes when, to the whole pro-life thing and the and the abortion thing, I think like the best argument you can make is that if I die and my brother is dying next to me, and he needs my blood. You cannot legally take my blood or any organ of mine without my express permission, even if I am dead. If he's going to die, he's going to get it. It does not matter. If yeah. I do not give you permission, you cannot take anything from me. Because we value the, my body's consent over the life of someone else. But yet suddenly when we comes to a baby, that whole thing gets reversed. And all of a sudden, we're all about life. You yeah. are not legally required to save someone's life in this country. But apparently that's the law when it comes to babies. And also the fact that Republicans only care about children or the life until it comes out, at which point you are a welfare uh, seeker uh, or, you know, you're a baby mama popping out too many babies uh, and you don't deserve, um, you know, help from from anyone from the state or for the uh, federal government. Or that, you know, in, just looking at the border, children in fucking cages, where are all the pro-lifers speaking up right now about all these issues? It's because it's never been about that. Exactly. It's about controlling women. The end. Next topic. I don't see any... They, they really said this. God damn. <laughs> yeah, I fucking sent it. <laughs> this is on my phone now. God damn. I, I, hey, I mean, we live in such a bizarro fucking timeline. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but... It's because our PR country was for- founded by religious extremists. We said this at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. You ever wake up and find it hard to believe that this is like actually your life? Or... Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I go back and forth because it's like, I don't know. It, it's, it, this is nuts. Don't get me wrong. This is absolutely nuts. Everything is, is fucked. But at the same time, it's like, what were we born into? You know, it, it's, it's, almost, it's like, if you look back at your childhood and it's um it it seemed normal but when you you look back at it as a kid you're like oh that's not that's not like the picture perfect sort of thing that's not like the ideal ideal outside of a bubble yeah it's like that bubble that was your life how much of that is affected by outside things you were talking about it earlier we grow up and you know, the disillusionment sets in, the adulthood sets in, and then we realize that this is what life is, you know. You take the child colored glasses off. Most, oh yeah, most definitely, like, it, hopefully it happens, like, slowly, you know, hopefully with family, and then, you know, you realize, oh, um, uh, most, most family members aren't as sane as you thought they were, or sure. they might be losing a little bit, yeah, that wasn't that's... okay with it. But a lot of people, it's like they, they keep those glasses on their whole lives and the lenses just get foggier and more scratched and they never take them off. So a lot of we get we end up with a lot of adult children who yeah, either don't know how to take care of themselves or like, uh, they force their childish attitudes on other people. Mm-hmm. And that probably goes into um, that sexual, um, like not, not being OK with some, sex, some sexual shit. You know, I'm not saying that that's all of it, but. There's that there yeah. definitely is that sexual immaturity, psycho, psychosexual, um, like 
organisms, you know, that we have to like consider. Yeah, I don't, I can't imagine what it's like being a, being a kid right now. Oh, good God! Growing up like Bad. With tech and everything. Yeah, us. like I'm we really glad grew up with tech. we were. Bo- well, the thing is, tech grew up with us. Like the internet grew up like, with us, basically. Social media grew up. We were we're older than social media, pretty much every platform. We, but yeah, these like, other kids, we, we, they've we, been born into that world. Yeah, we, uh, we remember like, the Wild West internet when they were still getting settled. Classic yeah. YouTube. Go, go out and play with a stick or something. Broadcast yourself. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. these things are established, and even more importantly, they have been marketed, and you have these algorithms and things that target children um for like advertisements for uh different websites different social media different anything really and you get just pulled into different social groups and communities on the internet that really are pretty harmful you know you you think about young men getting pulled into incel communities because they're, they're being basically targeted by these algorithms on like youtube and instagram and twitter and women who are like being pulled into these kind of like toxic centers of um, self narcissism on on those same apps and platforms. Yeah, yeah it's terrifying. Uh, yo, I think we gave him two hours of just straight spitting. To be honest, I think yeah. we did that. I agree. Give yourselves a round of, a, round of applause. <laughs> Nothing but facts. I'm back. <laughs> hey, I'm back, y'all. <laughs> we we really busted down a lot of topics. And that I'm I'm kind of like I think this was just like a lot of different like a lot of different. I think it was pretty therapeutic in, my opinion, <laughs> in a way. It always feels good to do these. I wish Red was here, but I know you gotta like work and stuff tomorrow. And yeah, no, he was here. I, I I'm satisfied with his contribution. I guess this is incredibly fun. Like I I don't know why I know one of you. I don't know the. Other other three that well but this was very yeah. is incredibly fun you you guys all seem like super smart cats you know uh you got um you got well heads on your shoulders and uh i, I learned i learned a lot yes sir it, it, it is also always good having an outside opinion than you know what we're used to hearing from someone that we haven't heard from before yeah thanks everybody that's listened to this through this point like yeah the real winners are you, the audience. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad like, they can find some <laughs> talking over each other. What you're doing right now? Uh, if y'all are just using this for ASMR, if y'all jogging, if y'all driving, whatever, you know. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see ASMR. Closing <laughs> remarks now. Anyone? Uh, just uh, anything else? Happy with the discussion uh, and uh, signing out. Until next it. time. I was gonna tell ask your, but since he left, tell your homie how much you mean to them and how much. Make sure you love seventy percent. Seventy percent of suicides are men. Make sure you give your homie a hug. Yeah. Cry, yeah. cry while the sun's out. Cry, cry while the sun's out. All right, before it doesn't have to be in the shower, fellas. It, it doesn't have to be in bed. You can, you can have anything to cry about. You can cry about nothing. You know that release. Is is needed. It's healthy. Yeah. It's therapeutic. Nobody's gonna call you a soy boy. You know, nobody's gonna. Nobody's gonna say. <laughs> if they, You're not if a world that you knew when you were a kid is gone forever. Jesus it Christ! Never come back. <laughs> you're, you're not oh, a beta we're getting, male. We're getting really for introspective. Taking, for taking well if you, of your, uh, if you haven't yourself. mourned the loss of it, you're in denial. <laughs>
and it's <laughs> it's about time. It's the only way we can move forward, uh, you know, collectively. I'm sorry, sis, but the old world is dead. <laughs> Keep giving the pills. It's hard to swallow out here. Press <laughs> feeding them. Are hey, you uh, prepared for the future? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mike, closing. Yes. What song did you want to close with? I am gonna edit shit out of this, bro. This is gonna, yeah, this is gonna bro, be a fun track one. Do y'all, what, what song do y'all want to play? Please, please answer the man. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, strong voice, strong boy. I, I didn't know if he's st- like what. It's strong boy, strong boy. I'll fucking kill you if you don't. Take them out and I'll send them to you. <laughs> I don't know if nobody want to hear this. The end part of this, bro. Haru. All right, Arch, what song do you want to hear at the very end? What's your pick? But, um, uh, Gravy by uh, UGK. All right, cool, cool. All the way to Houston. All right, y'all. Uh, thanks for sticking with us, and we'll catch you back next week. Uh, every Tuesday, read a book, stay educated, and you know, don't listen to everything they tell you. If it's something that makes you raise your eyebrow or double back, research it, find out the knowledge. Research your girls, and uh, yeah, peace, peace later. All right.
hard that it can be. Still in the hood, cause it needs me. In the corner, it feeds me. So I eat all I want. My reputation precedes me. If you grind me, you're greasy. Then you best to be easy, cause that 40 feeds me. Leave your leaking for sheezy. Trigger fingers, I squeeze, And the cannons is bust. Them bullets blow by your breezy. Like a miss on my gust. It'll put your dick in the dust. When I put one up in your dome, you be leaking out plasma and pus. And your mouth will fill up with foam. So you gotta go hard and go home. Either be your boy or a man. Gotta pay the cost to be the boss. So you take the loss, understand? Gotta play the hand that you dealt. That's until it's your turn to deal. Otherwise, you get it how you live. I can give a fuck how you feel. I'm staying true. Step your grind up and get that pay. Gotta sell your ass on a mega blast if you wanna roll. 
keep our love and light inside. 